93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, October 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Officials said the Springfield Mall reopened yesterday after reports of gunfire propped in an evacuation and closing Saturday afternoon. The mall parking lot was packed with cars and filled with people when shots were fired and shoppers were seen running out in fear. Children in Halloween costumes and parents were walked through the Springfield Mall in Delaware County with their hands up. There were crowds of nervous shoppers running out and yelling when the shots were fired. Others were escorted by Springfield Township Police at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. A bullet pierced through a windshield of a parked car outside. Police say it all started as a fight between two groups of people inside that escalated into the parking lot. Investigators believe shots were fired from both sides. Shoppers and store employees were told to shelter in place while each store was cleared. Uh, The Springfield Mall was shut down for the remainder of the day. Throughout the evening, shoppers were turned away by security when they uh, arrived at the front entrance. The Springfield Township Police Department is investigating. There are cameras everywhere inside and outside of the mall. The department is reviewing footage uh, in hopes to identify the people involved and the cars used to get away. Fortunately, there were no injuries that were reported and the mall did reopen yesterday at 11 a.m. It's weird um, to say because I was down the street when this had happened. My kids are at a soccer game at uh, Cardinal Higher High School, which is, I mean, just a couple of miles on the same stretch of road. Right. But uh, when we first heard the news that there was, quote-unquote, an active shooter at the Springfield Mall. You know, that is terrifying. And then it was weird to say that, oh, that I was relieved to find out, oh, no, it was just a scuffle that moved out into the parking lot. That you it thought it was inside the mall with inside the, the, the mall that goes to hostage situation and things of that nature. Yeah, because, I hear you. you know, people were, well, people had barricaded themselves yeah, yeah. in dressing, you know, dressing rooms and stores and, and stuff like that. It's just, it's wild. And this is... um. This is coming up. the The anniversary of Sylvia Seacrest was back in uh, October of I, I want to say maybe 1985, where she had shot up the same mall, uh, and that was oh, more wow. along the lines of were what they I fatalities? Was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, few people were killed. In, in fact, the the doctor that delivered me was was shot and killed at that mall at that time. Hmm. Well, fortunately, uh, it, this there was nobody that was injured, but police are looking at surveillance footage. Um, obviously, there's you know a lot of cameras in the mall, so they're hoping that they'll be able to identify the people uh, and the cars that they use to get away. So we'll see what happens with that. A 12-hour Coast Guard search for a missing father and grandfather is suspended in Ocean City. His family says that they haven't seen him since he went crabbing Saturday morning. Everybody's reaching out to us asking if we need anything. We just need him back, said his daughter, Samantha. The desperate plea of a daughter praying for her father... Uh, he, he will come home safely. 53-year-old Sam DeLarso left the house about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to go get bait at the Ocean City North End. The family waited for his return to head out fishing together. 12 hours later, he did not come home. His truck was right where the 53-year-old husband, father, and grandfather had always parked it, still loaded with fishing and crabbing gear. The Coast Guard searched by air and sea for more than 12 hours unsuccessfully. His cooler isn't even on the beach. If he had gone crabbing and got swept away, he would have have left his things on shore, his daughter said. He, uh, she says that he completely disappeared. Uh, they found his car and his cell phone. Uh, police are still searching. No John Doe has shown up at any nearby hospital, jail, or morgue. And That's there has very been weird. No yeah. sign of this 53-year-old. Yeah, very sad. Tremendously weird. 
There were no winners in Saturday night's Powerball lottery drawing, putting the jackpot at $620 million. No one won the last Mega Millions drawing either, sending that jackpot to $1.6 billion. $1.6 billion. The two jackpots together are now worth more than $2.2 billion combined. The massive Mega Millions jackpot has reached an all-time world record for lottery prize. The next Powerball, Powerball drawing will be Wednesday, October 24th, with an estimated $620 million with a cash value of $354.3 million. According uh, to the Powerball website, there were $2 million uh, million winners in Florida and Tennessee, as well as uh, $1 million winners in Arizona, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, Missouri, New Jersey, and Washington. The Mega Millions jackpot stands at $1.6 billion. After there were no winners Friday night, the next Mega Millions drawing is October 23rd. So your mind boggles like at $650 million or whatever. What would I do with that? How do I how do I tell you? At $1.6 billion. That's a billion dollars more than the $600 billion. It's a billion dollars more. A billion dollars more. It's almost... It's laughable. Yes, you can't even process it. Uh-oh. The human mind will start to smoke if you think about it. There were I a mean, few... in one day, you go to being like one of the richest people in the world. Yes. Yep. Yes. Right? I don't know how many billionaires there are in the world. There are far, far less billionaires than millionaires. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm going to buy both. Okay. Go yeah, yeah, just, sure. Just, Why not? Just buy Absolutely. both. Doesn't ha- hurt. Have you ever seen a side by side comparison physically of what one million dollars yes. in Look cash like? yes. looks like compared to a billion? Yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like it's you know, and you then you th- go up to a trillion. We, yeah, you yeah. just you throw these numbers around, sure, and, they, sure. and they become kind of bland after a while. But Since if we, you actually yeah. see, I saw the, the representation of what the actual physical cash would look like, and it's a billion is. You're not playing around. A friend of mine uh, inherited or a business was sold and uh, he was next in line to receive the business. So he in the sale, um, I think he, you know, it was split, obviously, among some people. But he got one point two billion dollars from the sale of this company. And we, when he got that money, we were like, just the point two. Just the point two. Oh, yeah. like, just the, the point two is, thing, is, like- and it is beyond the, the, the realm of believability for, for most people. Right. Just the point, the point number. Two. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we can keep dreaming in sports yeah. this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. <laughs> Cam Newton threw a one-yard touchdown pass to Greg Olson with a minute 22 left, and the Carolina Panthers overcame a 17-point deficit uh. in the fourth quarter to beat the Eagles 21-17 to yesterday the afternoon f- at this? the link. Wes Horton sacked Carson Wentz, forcing a fumble on the final fourth down from the Panthers' 14 to steal the win. The Panthers improved to 4-2 and two with the biggest comeback in franchise history, while the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles fell to 3-4. and four. Their next game will be in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars on, sad- uh, I'm sorry, on Sunday day and we will be there for that game in the nfc east the washington redskins beat the dallas cowboys 20 to 17 washington improved to four and two on the season for first place in the division while the cowboys fell to three and four and are tied with the eagles the giants play the falcons tonight in atlanta the sixers and flyers both won over the weekend the sixers who beat the orlando magic by one on saturday night are off until tomorrow night when they travel to detroit to play the pistons and the flyers beat the new jersey devils on saturday afternoon and are on home ice tonight when they host the uh, colorado avalanche the puck drops at seven o'clock
The World Series is set. The Los Angeles Dodgers will travel to Boston to open the Fall Classic tomorrow night against the Red Sox. The first pitch at Fenway is set for 8.09. And for now, the Eagles are still the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, hey. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. I hope uh, everybody had a wonderful weekend. Uh, we are headed into a good-looking week. It's going to be a busy week for us and busy for you because we have some great stuff to give away. We have a uh, we have a trip to Vegas that we're going to give away today. Uh, or we're not giving away today. We'll get you started on the winning. Vegas, Pat. the Windy City. Uh, no. Uh, city of Lights. Nope. Uh, it is Sin City. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, you know what? It, would, it can't... By the Bay. It can't officially be known as Sin City, no, no. can it? Right? <laughs> this, no. I mean, because... No, there'd be no way that the, the, the tourism would condone that. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, yeah. I mean, you have City of Brotherly Love. That's official, right? Or is it just... Or yes. I mean, official. Brotherly Love, you can put on a brochure, but City of True. Sin? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean... We they... just want you to bring the family out here to the city where Sin is kind of our... <laughs> Our main thing, <laughs> hookers, <laughs> prostitutes, all illegal, it's legal, and drinking and gambling, but bring everyone out. That's the thing, they've they've voted to make all that stuff legal, so. You know, sure. what, sure. what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Nickname is Vegas Sin City, City of Lights. Well, that's, that's Paris. No, yeah. you're not. No, no. They, they, they have been known as that. Gambling capital of the world, the entertainment capital of the world. Okay, that I can see. Yeah, I've, I've heard of uh, the entertainment capital of the world. It doesn't matter. We're sending it you to It doesn't Vegas. matter. And I know this, that Buffalo is the mistake by the lake. This is to see uh, Disturbed and Meet the Band. It's in January, too, which you will want to go to Las Vegas by the time January rolls around. It'll be nice and comfy out there. So, anyhow, we'll give that away on Friday. We'll do the first letter today. And we will, while we're in London, we will give away a trip to Vegas. Yes. Because we will be there broadcasting live on Friday. Uh, we also have, let me see here. Are we done with birthday balls? No. No? Okay, because nope. it's not on my list here. Oh. Oh, there it is. There uh-huh. it is. I'm sorry. Yep, we have birthday bucks uh, today coming up at 8 o'clock. Another chance to win $1,000. That'd be a pretty sweet deal. Uh, we are also going to have some information. We have an announcement concerning the Camp Out for Hunger. We'll get to that as well. And we have a really cool, there's a job fair. There's going to be some hiring done in Philadelphia. Believe it or not, I know it sounds boring, but it's going to be a really sexy location. So, and by that, I don't mean like Delilah's. Yeah, or, like or strip clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, we'll get the details coming up a little bit later on. But... We will have some sectionists in the form of a hottie cam today. Miss October oh. from our Tully office calendar is not coming by today. Nope. Kathy is shaking her head. <laughs> so that has been canceled. But just so that you know, you could have been part of a hottie cam that was meant to be, but the won't happen. I said it. She just she pursed her lips and just started shaking her head. Nope. nope. Don't you sort of go in, into any one of those mentions knowing that the odds are about 80% that they're not coming? Uh, she says she's going to come tomorrow. Okay. All right, so uh, we will right. get yourself prepared for sure. that. I do know that we have the uh, 50 Days Metallica giveaway today. Yes. And the concert is this week, so we'll have your chance to win some goodies. I'll get you the details on that coming up in a little while. So those things and more are going to be taking place during the course of today's program. We'll take our first break. We'll get back in a second. We'll start giving some stuff away in the form of the stupid question and some entertainment stories to run by you as well. Don't go too far. We'll be back in just a moment or two. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 
Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There's a text. I like this. Somebody says, uh, I've never heard this term before. It says, uh, get up and get at them, you M.M. Martians. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. I like that. Get up and get at them. M.M. Martians. Martians. And they want us to keep our woods and waters clean. But we do. So thank you very That's, much. If there's one thing we're known for, it's that. We try our best. I went hiking yesterday. We picked up a water bottle while we were out. Oh, really, man. Yes, absolutely. Trying to keep our woods and waters clean, you know. Well, you have to, man. All right, so we're going to do a stupid question, and here it is. A pair of tickets. As MMR rocks Tenacious D at the Fillmore on Thursday, November 8th. So we're going to give away tickets for that if you can answer this question. Which uh, U.S. coin depicted a bison on it between 1913 and 1938? 215-263, WMMR. All right. What U.S. coin depicted a bison on it between 1913 and 1938? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through some birthdays. Monday, October 22nd, and Mr. Jeff Goldblum is celebrating his birthday today. I watched Ragnarok over the weekend. He's great. Just felt like watching something fun, and I was scrolling through Netflix, and I found it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down this again. It's a great movie. He's perfect, and the thing that just comes immediately to mind is the large Jeff Goldblum sculpture or whatever it was, inflatable, a balloon that they had in England Mm -hmm. of him leaning back uh, that scene for him with his shirt open in Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's a huge Jeff Goldblum. Yep. There's a scene in, uh, or an outtake, I guess, in from Ragnarok where he ends up moving to Los Angeles and getting a roommate <laughs> with his dude. And it is so nonsensical, really has nothing to do with Thor or Ragnarok or Marvel or anything like that. It's just Jeff Goldblum as that character moving to Los Angeles. It's in the extras? It's in the extras. Okay. I, it's on the Blu-ray DVD or, or the iTunes or whatever version. Of, but if you get seven minutes of, uh, it's hilarious and it's Goldblum being I love Goldblum. It. Yes. And Joe, and he, he the, the great thing is he gets Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. and he's loving it. Uh, he's 66 today. Uh, Christopher Lloyd uh-huh. has his Aww. birthday today. Back to the Future. Doc Brown, of course. Taxi. Uh, Reverend Jim. He's also, so that scene where he goes to get his license where he's, you know, um, s- slow down. That, the classic iconic yes. scene has be is always in the top ten, top five funniest moments on television. Do you remember? Where he goes this? to get his license? No. So he's going to get his. He's going to take. So Reverend Jim's going to get his t- take his test for his license, and so the rest of the gang goes with him. And he goes, "What does a yellow light mean?" And he's whispering across, "Slow down." What? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that character was so great. Uh, he's 80 today, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Brian Botano. Ah. I bring it up simply because of the song from <laughs> South Park. Yeah. What would he do? Yeah, figure skater, gold medalist at the 1988 Olympics. Is that what they 55. opened the whole movie with? Is that the... It's near the beginning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's a longer, thicker... What's the name? It's Longer, a, bigger, bigger, and uncut. Cut, yeah. Yeah, I think I gotta, I, I gotta show my boys that movie. I think they'd get a kick out of that. Uh, Bob Odenkirk also has... Great. Today. Yeah, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, of course. Super talented. Mr. Super, show. Super funny, and, and part of some of the great uh, comedies and uh, comedic television moments, but he's also proven himself to be a really great dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 56 today. Carlos Mencia, Mind of Mencia. He's been by here many, many times. I like him. Uh, he's 51 years old today. 
And then the last birthday I saw is director Spike Jones. Wow. Uh, who's done a bunch of stuff and offbeat oddball stuff of being John Mal- Malkovich adaptation where the wild things are. He did her. Yeah. Uh, Ex husband of director Sofia Coppola. And he's done a lot of music videos as yes, well. Yes, he has. Yeah. It's yeah. a big part of what uh, his career is about. It's yeah. also Sarah Clayton's birthday today, guys. Oh, oh it's Sarah's birthday. Oh. Yeah. Totally off his calendar, girl. Sarah, Sarah has, uh, yeah. I love her, Sarah Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. Uh, she is uh, uh, she's You're wonderful. on Snapchat. Puts out her. And on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> You're wonderful. Puts out her own calendar each year, which is... Um, Best thing in the Poconos. Yeah, Sarah is not shy about showing some skin. She's <laughs> uh, got a nice website that I'm not a member of. Is anybody a member of her website? Uh, I'm no. scared to be a member. But no, she does um, <laughs> She does um, brisk business. She's a, lo- she's a lovely young lady. Sarah? And, uh, yes. Why don't you send us over some special codes so that we can maybe <laughs> take a look at yeah. your members-only website. And here's your plug. Okay. SarahClayton.com. There it is. Yeah. You know, in a bizarre way, <laughs> she facially <laughs> reminds me of. Now, my aunt is a very lovely woman. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, but and 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 my my aunt has always been a, a, a you know a, a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it's a there's a weird dynamic there. Sometimes when I look at, at Sarah, it's like uh-huh. hmm. Auntie. Hi, Aunt yeah. Sarah. Auntie Sarah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely worth a follow, especially on Twitter where she can get away with whatever she wants to get away with. Twitter is just the Wild West. Well, happy birthday to <laughs> Sarah Clayton, one of our absolute <laughs> favorites. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, what U.S. coin depicted a bison on it between 1913 and 1938? Uh, 215-263-WMMR, our number, and we'll let uh, we'll let Jason answer this one. Hi, Jason, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. There's a robot in the room. Oh, oh, damn it. Be thank, careful. Thank you for letting us know in advance. Remove uh, the power pack. <laughs> Jason, what, uh, what U.S. coin are we talking about here? There's a, a nickel. Yeah, nickel, correct. <laughs> Buffalo head nickel. One moment, sir. We'll gather your information, and we are going to give you tickets as MMR Rock's Tenacious D. Playing the Fillmore on uh, Thursday, November 8th. The show is sold out, so we got the tickets. That's nice. Cool, man. They are so much fun. They're hilarious, so you will enjoy them. We'll do more giveaways this week. Uh, but let's see, the box office. Number one over the weekend, Halloween. And Halloween uh, made some waves in a big way. Uh, in three days of release, uh, it has raked in $78 million, a record opening for a movie in the Halloween franchise. Rob Zombie's Halloween remake uh, had made $58 million in 2007, and Halloween H2O got $55 million in 1998. Uh, worldwide, Halloween snagged about $92 million. So, so the second biggest October opening behind Gravity. Okay. So, big success. Huge. For them. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, number two was uh, A Star is Born. That's still performing well, $19.3 million. And then A Venom. Goosebumps 2 was number four, followed by First Man, The Hate You Give, Smallfoot, Night School, Bad Times at the El Royale was number nine. And uh, number ten was The Old Man and the Gun. So, now we're gearing up for the uh, holiday releases. Hey, what's the next... Um 
superhero franchise. That's a good question. But it's, it's, I just realized it's been a lull because for a while there, well, Venom was every couple yeah. of months. Well, that's true. Yeah. I, I really didn't have any interest in Venom. To be honest, I, to be honest likewise. I'll, I'll, that's one I can wait for home viewing. Yeah, but uh, for a while there was like every couple months, boom, 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 another is good it, one coming out. It's got to be it, Aquaman, right? It's got to be Aquaman. Good yeah. Question. Um, so we'll Aquaman. See. So we're going to move on with uh, a sad story. Uh, Danny Lehner, the director of classic stoner comedies Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle and Dude, Where's My Car, passed away. He was 57 years what? old. What? Uh, reportedly died after a long illness. I don't know the nature of that illness, though. Love those movies. Yeah. Producer Ross Putnam, who worked on The Young Keslowski with uh, Lehner, had noted his passing on Facebook. He said, Danny was one of the producers with me on the first real film I ever made. He was not only gracious in sharing the job with some newbies, but uh, just getting their sea legs, but uh, he taught us a great deal in the process. No mention of illness. No, he said, and we collaborated a few times after that, including on the film I Just Finished, which he helped champion for years. Uh, Lehner's first feature was called Layin' Low, and that was uh, Jeremy Piven and Edie Falco in 1996. Dude, Where's My Car with Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott raked in $73.2 million at the box office. Which I'm a fan of as well. Big success for him. And in addition to those films and Harold and Kumar, he directed episodes of Freaks and Geeks, Gilmore Girls, The Office, Arrested Development, and The Sopranos. Harold and Kumar and uh, Dude, Where's My Car, the ultimate type of junk food movie. You just go along for the ride. 57 years old, so that's sad news. Supermodel and activist uh, Carly Kloss uh, married venture capitalist Josh Kushner in a surprise ceremony Thursday. Was her dad Santa there? After getting engaged in July. Not Kloss, Kloss. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, They have been together for six years, uh, so it's about damn time. Yeah. Uh, Make an honest woman ever. And Kushner kept much of their relationship private with many speculating that his relationship to the first family, his brother is Jared Kushner, and his sister-in-law is Ivanka Trump, uh, has complicated life for both of them. Kloss supported Hillary Clinton's run for president. It's unclear if his family was in attendance at the wedding. Uh, Kloss has spoken out several times about Did they have her... it in the North Pole? Uh, no. Kloss has spoken out several times about her liberal values and claims that Josh shares them as well, but she seems to be cordial uh, with Ivanka Trump, who tweeted a congratulations to them. Uh, Those social media users were quick to drag both of the women for their connection to each other, writing that Kloss is now complicit with Trump's politics (laughs) by marrying into the family and that Trump is merely using Kloss's cultural cash (laughs) to boost her family. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. Have a great wedding. Kloss did it. So so wonderful. This. Time in your life. Enjoy this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bastard. Uh, Klaus did share news of their engagement on social media, and she also shared a sweet shot of their wedding, which took place in front of around 80 people in upstate New York. And it was a lovely photo. It was amazeballs. Uh, Klaus reportedly <laughs> converted to Judaism for Kushner, and they plan to hold a larger ceremony at a later date. Uh, Academy Award-nominated Bruce Dern has been released from the hospital after a fall during a daily job in Los Angeles. Uh, The 82-year-old's rep said that he was in good spirits. Uh, Dern recently, I mean, at 82, if you fall, it can be, it can kill you. Yeah, Yeah. just uh, going up and down the stairs. So fortunately, he's doing okay. Uh, Dern recently finished filming Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know an 82-year-old Preston who just recently changed his mind and it broke his hip. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be careful. Uh, he is also currently filming Showtime's uh, upcoming Black Monday. I love Bruce Dern. I do, too. He's great. So great character actor. Apparently, he's he's doing okay, though. So good, that's good, good. Hey, Selma Blair, 
Uh, she's forty six years old. She said uh, she's forty six years old. She is sharing a scary diagnosis on Instagram Saturday. She revealed that she has multiple sclerosis. Oh. Uh, she wrote, "I have multiple sclerosis. I am in an exacerbation." She wrote, "By the grace of the Lord and willpower and the understanding producers at Netflix, I have a job." A wonderful job. I am disabled. I fall sometimes. I drop things. My memory is foggy. And my left side is asking for directions from a broken GPS. But we're doing it. And I laugh. And I don't know exactly what I will do precisely. But I will do my best. Uh, she thanked her friends, including Sarah Michelle Geller, Freddie Prinze, and Jamie King for their support. She said, since my diagnosis at 10.30 p.m. on the night of August 16th, I have had love and support from my friends, my producers, who assured me that everyone has something, and every crew member, she wrote, thank you. You remember with crystal clarity when you hear a diagnosis like that. I know exactly, you know, I can see everything when I got the call from uh, Dr. Mike about the prostate cancer. It was, it was, you know, it's just burned into your mind. Sure. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I would imagine it's like a a lightning bolt as soon as you hear something like that. Uh, so she's obviously going to be treated for this, and hopefully she'll be able to cope yeah. with it okay. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, David Eason is breaking his silence after reports that his wife, Janelle Evans, this is Teen Mom 2. Oh, my God. Oh, now right. you're in our territory. Called the police on him. The 26-year-old star, Teen Mom 2 star, called 911, claiming that David assaulted her and pinned her down. She declined to press charges, and police made no arrests. After the call was made public, Evan said that it was just a misunderstanding. Uh, Eason, for his part, said on social media over the weekend that uh, they have never been happier. Of course oh, not. Of course, <laughs> the world is their oyster. They're on Teen Mom. You know. <laughs> when has there ever been a misunderstanding that you have called the police on your on your spouse? Absolutely, <laughs> just, just a misunderstanding. Look at all the times it happened with OJ, and that turned out okay. Oh my God. It was just a misunderstanding. Hopefully they will figure it out and <laughs> fix I don't things. know. Officer, when she left, she had her head. Oh, she... <laughs> <laughs> it was a misunderstanding. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Camille Grammer. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Kelsey's, Kelsey's yeah. ex. Uh, married her boyfriend, David C. Meyer, in Hawaii on Saturday. Did you like the photos I sent over? Yeah, Steve sent me some pictures of her in a bikini. She is, she's drop-dead gorgeous. She's, uh, her body is unbelievable. Uh, they married in an outdoor ceremony as fellow housewives Teddy Mellencamp. Uh, also, uh, Dorit Kemsley. And, Le- like a, and Lisa Renna. There's oh, one there you know. we One. One out of a cluster. Looked on. You know, Although, Lisa's here a lot uh, in Philly. She does a lot of stuff with QVC, and I was on a flight with her back to uh, L.A. not that long ago. Um, yeah, L.A. Uh, over the summer. And so apparently uh, somebody who works at QVC says that she's here quite a bit, like oh my God. at least once a month. Yeah, You should have brokered that deal. Slid into the seat next to you. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm friends with Will Forte. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Vedder once said my name yeah. on stage. <laughs> and uh, I took him to a Pearl Jam show. No, con- f- please continue eating. That was uh, five years ago today, by the way. <laughs> We will have to relive that. <laughs> it's not like when uh, uh, Selma Blair heard about her, uh, right. you know, multiple yes. sclerosis. Uh, so anyhow, Lisa Renna looked on. I'm uh, looking on over here. Kyle Richards was a bridesmaid, as was her 16-year-old daughter, Mason. Kylie? Uh, is that who it is? I don't know. You said Kyle. Oh, bridesmaid. Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess it's spelled K Y L E. Well, what a great service! There that needs is. to be an I in there somewhere if it's Kylie. 
Uh, anyhow, her son Jude walked her down the aisle. Uh, Grammer was previously married to Kelsey Grammer, of course, as we said. And yes, her body for I think she's fifty years old. She might be yeah. a little older than that, but so, she isn't. She's been. She's got those genetics. So she was one of those club MTV dancers, yeah. like on the grind and all that stuff. I think that's. I mean, she uh, she was the it girl for at least in the MTV realm. She was the it girl. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Moore and Wilmer Valderrama have reunited for what is an annual Halloween tradition for them. So they used to be a couple. So these ex-lovers, got they get together Are every year. Fez activities? At Fez activities. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, apparently they get... Full activities, Fez activities. Uh, they get together and they go to uh, Universal Studios Hollywood's Halloween Horror Night. Ah, that's great. And on Friday, they rode the rides. They got lost in the maze. They took part in other spooky traditions. And they humped, right? I don't know about oh. that, but they, there was a video that she shared on Instagram stories, and she she's saying, this is tradition, right? And then Valderrama uh, walking up a flight of stairs in front of her said, it's a yearly tradition that Manny and I take the horror of Halloween horror nights, he replied. What so. traditions do you have with your exes? You, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good question, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know. You know, you go to, you, you, you go, you go to L.A., and you go to the horror thing at Universal Studios. Yeah, that's what we do. Go to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, it's interesting. I have no idea if either one of them are currently in a relationship with... Uh, I know, thought she was married. You know what? She probably is. No, and her husband was killed in a fire, if you recall. Really? Yeah. What? I think it was a fire. Kathy, this is us. How did he die? Oh. Is it a uh, fire? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, kind of. Uh, so, anyhow, I do not know the nature of their current relationship. She has a partner named Taylor Goldsmith. Okay. Uh, I don't know him. And then she was married to the singer-songwriter Ryan Adams. Not Brian Adams. Ryan right. Adams. Yeah. Before right. that. All right. Uh, <clears throat> moving on. A former child star, Jason James Richter, who was in the movie Free Willy. Yes. Well, he was arrested in San Fernando Valley for misdemeanor domestic violence against his girlfriend, against his girlfriend last and week. And the story's horrible enough, Preston, but as an adult, he looks exactly as he does as he did as the kid in Free Willy. Yeah. So it looks like the Free Willy up on domestic abuse charges. Like, so he, what is he? He's remained small? He, well, or? he kind of just facially, you can. Oh. You, I recognized him instantly. Okay. Uh, he spent two nights in jail before being released on $20,000 bail. Uh, TMZ reported if he's convicted, he faces up to one year behind bars. Ooh, so that's that horrible. It's not good. Uh, Chris Pine. Love that guy. He's great. Stripping the stigma on full frontal nudity. The 34-year-old actor was speaking about the, to the press uh, how he has received, or the press that he has received, I'm sorry, for going entirely nude in his upcoming film, Outlaw King. Full frontal nudity on him. That's the word. He said, I bear the full Monty, and it got a lot of attention. He said, I thought the witty reviews were brilliant, but... What did strike me most is that Florence Pugh bears everything, too, and no one commented on that. Your balls are showing. Uh, in the film, Pugh plays Elizabeth, uh, the wife of Pine's enemy, 14th century Scottish rebel Robert. Uh, Pine goes on to note that he doesn't think that it's fair that her nudity and his nudity aren't talked about the same. He said, uh, I'm not sure what that means. Either people think they can't comment uh, or everyone expects women to get naked. Either way, it's a bit of a double standard. Uh, E.T. spoke with Pine about the attention his nudity has received. Uh, He said, it's pretty cool. I'll take it. Uh, This isn't the first time that Pine has spoken out about double standards for women in Hollywood. He must be endowed then because nobody's thrilled if they, hey, it's great. Uh, when chatting with They're all e- saying how small it is. It's a blast. Uh, when chatting with E.T. in May 2017, he said that he was objectified for his role in Wonder Woman. Hmm. Uh, he said it was fun to be objectified for a day. I uh, said I was thinking, I think it's when he's, uh, 
Remember when he comes up out of the? They, yes, they yeah. bathe him, and, and she's never seen. Right, um, never yeah. seen a naked guy. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, "I was thinking this happens to women so so much. It's about time." Uh, while that was fun, I think it's the most compassionate I've felt toward women <laughs> on what they may be, uh, they may feel being sidelined or made to feel less. Important. They missed a good joke there, person. They could have done. She comes out of the water, and she's the the classic Wonder Woman. You know, looks. Oh, it's like a penis, only smaller. <laughs> uh, Steve, this movie with Chris Pine is called Outlaw King, and the guy that directed it also directed Hell or High Water with Chris Pine. So, oh, good. Uh, that's a pretty good pedigree. Again, so when you're flying over, we do the trip over to London, Preston, you, Hell or High Water would be a good option to watch. Yes, yes, definitely. Hey, uh, Paula Abdul. Handled the stage snafu like a true professional on Saturday. She fell off the stage mid-concert. Kathy and I were watching the footage. <laughs> I saw it, yeah. He and, just, uh, you know. He looks like stiff and awkward, and then she just... It, it, it wasn't this. You know, the, like the, the Steven Tyler fall looks really aggressively bad, you know, when he, when he falls off the stage. This one looks just sort of like a stumble, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the former Laker girl fell into the crowd uh, after she ventured. <laughs> oh, so they caught her. Yeah, a bit too close to the edge of the stage. Page drive. A performance of. The- <laughs> oh man! During a live. performance of the Promise of a New Day at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Yeah, she <laughs> fell right into the right into the crowd. She fell into a tuba, Preston, and her feet were sticking out. Uh, reports <laughs> that the songstress, who was wearing a glittery mini dress with ruffles and sky high <laughs> pumps. Took the fall like a champ. Returning to the stage to continue on with the rest of her show. I want everyone to know I'm okay. A video posted on Twitter by another fan. Straight up, okay. Showed her by uh, <laughs> closing out her concert by telling fans that uh, she will be forever. Blow harder. Blow harder. Blow harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she said she'll be forever their girl afterwards? She said she'd be forever oh. their girl. And the crowd just like, what, what is she talking about? I don't yeah. know. Was that, is that a reference to a song? She shot across the room. Yeah. One, more, one more time. Let's do that. Let's well. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for those who don't know it, that's that's a, uh, a community effort. I'm playing the tuba. Casey's playing the shooting out of the tuba sound effect, and then Steve plays the glass breaking. So it all has to work in concert. One more time. Here we go. All right. Uh, it's unclear if Paula suffered any injuries as a result of the incident. They said she's going to be in the wheelchair for the rest of her life. Well, then that would be an injury, yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, she's fine. Uh, the previously, uh, they previously revealed that uh, she suffered from reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Ooh, uh, that doesn't sound back. wonderful. Yeah, it's a disorder of the sympathetic uh, nervous system with symptoms that include chronic pain. So, unfortunately, she does have that issue. I don't think it it had anything to do with her fall, though. She was caught. Yeah, there were because there were people buttressed right up against the stage, so she mm-hmm. fell into the crowd. Uh, Steve, this is pretty cool. A&E has announced the air date for Leah Remini's two-hour special. I saw this. And it's on Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. And it will air on November 13th at 9 p.m. before the premiere of season three of Leah Remini Scientology in the Aftermath. So I assume maybe just this two-hour special is going to touch on the Jehovah's Witnesses and then maybe they'll go back into the whole Scientology, Scientology. Thing, which is the bulk of, which is what the whole special. Or maybe or drawing the, parallels. Uh, the thing is about, yeah, we'll see. Last night on uh, a Family Guy Preston, they had a quick reference to uh, 
they had, so they had Tom Cruise uh, on. It's a, it's a long story, but they made reference to all the uh, veiled homosexual titles that the characters that Tom Cruise plays, Jack Reacher, and all this stuff. Oh my God! Yeah. But uh, at one point, he goes, "Well, why did you go back to the Church of, of uh, Spaceship Beep Beep?" And he goes, "See, we didn't say the name, so he can't get sued." Oh, that's funny. Uh, so she says in a teaser, <clears throat> "I thought, uh, or yeah, she said, I thought Jehovah's Witnesses." We're just uh, nice people knocking on doors, she said, but we've received so many letters. Really? Uh, saying, please look into the Jehovah's Witness, yeah. I've known that they're austere. For a brief period, my brother had converted to, uh, was a Jehovah's Witness. No kidding. Uh, yeah, my younger brother. He was, you know, in, in, that, in that time of life where you, you're kind of finding yourself. Uh, but um, I knew they were strict, but um, that, um, well, this is interesting. I'll have to watch this. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, let's see here. Ahead of the... Final season of HBO's Veep, Julia Louis-Dreyfus says that she's ready to start a new phase of her life. She said, I'm good. I'm really good. And I'm not just saying that. I'm here, and I know that we have to get the uh, kick, uh, get this cancer S out of the way. So bring on the question. She joked during an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live referencing her recent cancer battle. She said, I feel very strong, and I've got red lips. So what could go wrong? Uh, everything is good, and I'm back at work on Veep, which is amazing. She said that... Uh, uh, ending the show is a bit bittersweet, but it's happening. So, How many Emmys did she get for that? Like four? Yeah, something like that. And then one last story. Uh, I know this much is true. Starring Mark Ruffalo is getting a six-episode commitment from HBO. The limited series about the parallel lives of twin brothers is based on Wally Lamb's New York Times bestseller of the same name. And Ruffalo is going to be playing the twin brothers. So he'll play uh, Dominic and Thomas Birdsey. I don't know exactly what Well, one what is a regular guy and the other one turns into the Hulk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two different stories. It's a tough read. Is uh, it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it deals with schizophrenia and oh, no. um, what happens with these two brothers. And it's, uh, it's well written, but it's a tearjerker. One of them is uh, schizophrenic? Correct. Oh, my God. Did you imagine that? Your twin? Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting story, though. And uh, I'm, uh, Ruffalo is a great sympathetic character actor, so I'll be looking forward to seeing this. All right. Uh, got some clips for you. Yeah. Steve's excited. Of course. <laughs> Audio. Sitcoms <laughs> have been giving people a new look at families for years. And here show star Damon Wayans Jr. talks about what people can learn from his new sitcom, Happy Together. That family it doesn't necessarily have to be blood-related, and that's kind of what the show is about, these characters kind of growing together and being happy together. Really? Yeah. Happy Together has a new episode airing tonight, 8 p.m. on CBS. So it's back-to-back with that uh, Cedric the Entertainer's show, The Na- Neighbor, or whatever the hell it is, yeah. which is really bad. Is it really it's bad? really bad. Hmm. And uh, But Damon Wayne's, uh, his Damon's show is actually pretty good. Okay. okay. So I, I hope to come, because that's the bad shows the lead into this thing. <sighs> yeah, and, and sometimes the success of one show, it depends on well, the your, success your lead of another is, one. It's yeah. critical, especially when oh, you're in that, at that 8 o'clock time slot. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do the next clip. Four decades after his first killing spree, Michael Myers is still successfully terrifying audiences. In this clip, Jamie Lee Curtis pinpoints exactly why the Halloween horror is so scary. What's terrifying about him is that there is no rhyme or reason, that really it is nothing. He is nothing, and in that nothingness, that enigmatic nothing, is the embodiment of pure evil, and that's why it's so terrifying. I'm scared. That doesn't sound like Jamie Lee Curtis. It doesn't, but she's exactly right. Yeah, I don't think that's her. 
Are you sure? Do it one more time. Yeah, play it back. That, uh, I, I she, think it is her. She has a distinctive voice. What's terrifying about him is that there is no rhyme or reason. That, that really, it is nothing. He is nothing. And in that nothingness, that enigmatic nothing is the embodiment of pure evil, and that's why it's so terrifying. I, I think you're right, or it sounds d- dramatically different, but but um, mm. that's why they off, they, they call Michael Myers, or they call the, the, the character that he is in those movies, mm. The Shape, because yeah. he's not even supposed to be human. All right, well, uh, Halloween is in theaters now. So, and, uh, Killing doing, it! Doing very, very well. Killing it. Get it. I get <laughs> it. Back to you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Monday morning, trip to Vegas. We have a chance to win this week for the Word of the Week prize. And that's the Seed Disturbed. And not only that, you get to meet the band coming up January 12th. Uh, and by the way, they're going to be playing. They're going to be in town, the Wells Fargo Center, on February 18th. And Three Days Grace is going to be opening the show. Um, so, anyhow, let me see. When the tickets are on sale this Friday, by the way, for that mm. show. But we have a trip to Vegas. We'd love to set you up with that. So, follow along. We also have $1,000 to give away today. We'll do it multiple times a day. First chance at it. We'll be around 8 o'clock. With our, uh, of course, uh, birthday bucks. And uh, 50 Day March of Metallica continues today. Uh, we're going to have your chance to win some goodies. We've been doing that every day. And everybody who wins a uh, a qualifying prize, which are great. Some yes. of them are tickets to the show. We have a bunch of different things. Uh, we'll be registered for a meet and greet with the band and this really cool cooler uh, that you can win. So today we're giving away uh, a, a, a hoodie, uh, which I assume is a Metallica hoodie. And... Uh, <laughs> No, we'll give you one that says, uh, well, well, yeah, uh, Montgomery County Community College. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and San Francisco. Off to Mount Montgomery County Community College. Uh, and the San Francisco Symphony DVD. And tickets. Oh, there you go. Uh, all right. Did you okay. say San Francisco? Metallica says, I did. That's the land of poop. That's right. It's uh, pretty much covered in human feces. Bathed in days. human crap. Thank you. Tony Bennett. Oh, uh, thank you. Great singer. Big Metallica fan. Of our age. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. So listen up. I'll tell you when to call in with the uh, 50-day march to Metallica to win. We will turn shortly. So stay with us. The sun's coming up. Here comes Monday. And Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live when you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. Let's see. Birthday bucks coming up around 8 o'clock. Don't miss your chance to win $1,000. And uh, we here on the President Steve Show are going to have the uh, 50 Days to Metallica prize for today. So we'll... Get you some tickets to that show coming up on the 25th. And you'll also be registered to actually meet the band and win this very cool... Uh, I didn't mean to say that. It's a cooler. It's a very cool cooler. It's a cool cooler. Uh, but anyhow, it is. It it's is okay. so. You know, you can have a cool cooler. You can. Why should you be forbidden yeah. from calling it cool Listen. simply because it's a cooler? And you know what else we're going to give away today? For those who are headed to London for uh, whatever reason you may be going there this weekend, it could be to go to the Eagles game, or it could be just you happen to be going to London and we'll be in London. But we're going to have a chance for you to win some passes to join us. I'm not going to give them away right now as we broadcast live in London on Friday. We will be aboard the Tattersall Castle Pub on the Thames. It's a ship. It's moored right there on the river. And it's sold out, so you have to 
You have to win your way in. So there's already a party that's going on there? Yes, there is. That relates to, obviously, all the festivities that are going on because of the ga- the big game. Yeah, it's a Green Legion party, Yeah. Actually. Would you liken the, the, this uh, this particular boat to, like, a riverboat? It yeah, sort of I, has a riverboat look to it, doesn't I it? I haven't really taken a good look at yeah, it. Yeah, it, 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 so it, I don't know. I think it looks sort of riverboatish. I would, okay. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it's more, I, I thought it would be, no, maybe not like the Moshalu, but. That's what I was the thinking. Yeah. More, uh, like a like a, a a schooner. Yeah. No, but um, you're talking about the actual style of ship. Yeah. As opposed to what it is. Well, you'll see. You'll yeah, you'll, sure. you'll take a look at it and you'll tell me if I'm totally insane. Do they when serve think... alcohol? <laughs> yes. All yeah. right. That's okay. Yes, yes. When I think a riverboat, I think a paddle uh, paddle boats on the back. Yeah. It's, so. It has like a like a flatter. Well, you'll see. You'll okay. see. I know a lot of people who are using the Eagles game as an excuse to take a, a vacation to Europe this weekend. So people are leaving Thursday and Friday and uh, are going to be there through all of next week and may or may not actually be going to the Eagles game. Uh, but they're using it as the reason and the timing to go. So uh, there will be a lot of Philadelphians in London starting this week. A mm-hmm. tremendous amount. There you go, Preston. Okay, I see what you're saying. Oh. Yeah, interesting. So we'll be broadcasting on that thing. And uh, we'll have a chance to win some uh, tickets to that. So listen up. We'll, we'll do that like today and tomorrow. Because uh, if you're traveling, you're probably traveling very, very soon. We're leaving on uh, Thursday night and then broadcasting Friday morning. So we are basically <laughs> racing from the airport to the broadcast site. So make sure you listen yep. on Friday morning. Hey, uh, fun and hijinks. Kathy brought me in on something. She saw an article. Mm. I saw that, an article concerning Halloween. She said to me, yeah, concerning <laughs> Halloween. Uh, Wawa has a secret Halloween menu. Are yeah. you kidding? No, I'm not. I kidding. have not. I have not d- jumped into that um, secret menu that they have in a while because mm-hmm. it seemed to be locked and loaded on just a few items. Yeah, they, well, I th- and I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to because this is uh, this is Halloween oriented. Right. It's a secret Halloween menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to touch the glowing Wawa pumpkin logo, which you'll see in the left corner of the touch screen, lower left corner, I believe. Oh, and then there's a creepy welcome screen and then uh you have three different beverage option options there's the the graveyard smash the fango mango and the franken mint macchiato and what are these sandwiches no they're drinks (laughs) oh drinks of course yeah three different beverage options so uh i know my my kids did the they had like a rainbow bagel that you could get for a little while so so this is one of their this is one of their little secret menu items so and kathy also sent me over a uh an interesting article about uh, Halloween in general. Are you in full Halloween mode now? No. I not, am. I'm not because... Dear God, am I. Uh, because we have this trip to London. I'm not going to spend too much time on Halloween. Well, I'm jamming it all in on on uh, this side. And uh, then, you know, we'll come back for actual Halloween and I'll get that. But I, I wanna, I'm want i wringing every drop of it out. Yeah, I'm not that jazzed on Halloween this year. No? Yeah. We're yeah. coming over on Tuesday, Steve. Oh, come on over. Yes. We're going to drive by and see Steve's decorations. Oh, nice. got it cool. all set up. And Jace is really into that creepy, scary stuff. So I told him about it. And we're going to come by. Oh, okay. you got to go check this place out in Drexel Hill. I know you don't really you know like what? coming to Delco, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I like Drexel Hill. Yeah. My it, friend lives there. And, um, and it's, it's like Steve's. On steroids. Oh, my, my, so, my, yeah. Mine is really ra- rather modest, but I think it, it, it's it's like um, it's like a, a sincere pumpkin patch, you know. Yeah. As, as, uh, yeah. they, uh, and mine is sincere. So you know what? I actually wanted to do something like that because I do it around the holidays. You know, you go to the people's houses who yeah. have you know the extreme lights. But I was thinking of and not like you know set up haunted houses at the yep, farms yep. and things like that, but houses like Steve's or the one in Drexel Hill mm-hmm. um, to take Jace around to kind of see those things because he really likes it. And we're on our way there, but we just have some light decorations. But if you have a house like that, just email me. But email me. I'll um, send because, you the address. Yeah, yeah because I, I, I want to drive by. And you could, yeah, I'm, yeah. 
Go ahead. Uh, Post them. Why are you not jazzed about Are you and your daughter not dressing up this year? Uh, I think that's fizzling out. Oh, no. That's why. Well, she keeps changing her mind about what she wants to do. And now, uh, can you reveal what your kids are going to be? Or is that always a secret until the last moment? No, my daughter went to a party on Saturday night. She was holy guacamole. Okay. Caroline wants to be Voltron. Oh, God bless her. She's a good girl. She's way into Voltron. The the last thing you want to hear is, I want to be a sexy Voltron. (laughs) Right? As a dad? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But normally we do a, uh, we do a, uh, we dress up together and we go out. But we're doing, this London trip has really been the. Yes. It's been the the, the tough part because it's. The monkey and the wrench. It's normally, it's, you know, the days leading up to it. You're working on your costume and you're getting the house ready and all that stuff. And we're just not going to have enough time to do it. So I'm not really focusing on it this year. But uh, yeah, that's what happens. No big deal. But uh, Kathy sent me this other article about uh, some of the n- the non spooky traditions about Halloween, and we'll we'll get into the spooky stuff. Yes, but- I like to hear about the non spooky traditions of <laughs> Halloween, please. But these are some uh, some interesting things. Uh, Halloween originated in Ireland, as you may know. It's created from a, a Celtic festival for the dead that was called uh, Samhain. Yes. S a m h a i n. I've heard it pronounced a few different ways. I go, of course, Shaman. I go to the Shaman. Yeah, it's the feast of Shaman, Mother Effers. Yes, I've heard it with a W. Samhain. Samhain. Yeah. So that so in Halloween three, Preston, which as you know is an authoritative work on Halloween, the the warlock in that as he's describing the first Halloween. I think we have the clip. That's there it. it is. Yes. We, I think we need to look for um, look How, look Halloween? for look under what Steve is talking about right now. Uh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, and he says uh, the feast of Samhain okay. when Samhain, when uh, right. the hills ran red with the blood of children. So uh, yeah, they believe that uh, the ghost of the dead roam the earth on this holiday, so people would dress in costumes and leave treats out on the front doors to treats. appease the roaming spirits. Uh, it was once a good day to find true love. There was a lot of things about love associated with Halloween. Mm. There's a lot of people who find temporary love at Halloween parties at yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> temporary love. <laughs> In some places, people celebrated Halloween by playing romantic fortune-telling games. Ooh. Okay. When the holiday migrated to America, young people continued the traditions. Games like bobbing for apples, actually, were trying to predict future romances. So bobbing for apples is, is a fortune-telling game of sorts. I guess so. Interesting. I don't really know It's like too a nut and bolt party. There are other, you know, bobbing things that happen yeah. on the temporary love bobbing thing for parties uh-huh. that can happen, bobbing. too. Uh, Halloween was originally referred to as Cabbage Night. Did you know this? In parts of New England, teen girls... No. <laughs> Teen girls Perhaps would... we've gone the wrong direction with this particular festivity. In a... <laughs> I swear to God, I'm doubled over from the gas. Uh, in parts of New England, teen girls would use cabbage stumps to predict information about their future husbands. Classic teen girls and their cabbage stumps. Uh, this came... Elvis and cabbage stumps. This came from a Scottish fortune-telling game, but soon the tradition was lost, and many went around throwing the vegetables along with corn and other rotten items at their neighbors' houses, leading to the night before Halloween to be called Cabbage Night, and that's where Mischief, Mischief Night, Night came from. from. Oh. This is the, fascinating. Uh, the uh, vandalism that would take place on the night before Halloween. So it was originally... Cabbage night. I did not know that. Tonight, stay in your homes because the teenage girls will be out hurling their cabbage stalks. Mm-hmm. It's carnage. And uh, rotten... Rotten... Items. Items. At the neighbor's house. At the neighbor's house. Yes. Houses, and uh, that's cabbage night. As foretold in the apple-bobbing predictions of your... <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so that's a, a non... The fields of candy corn. That's a, a non-spooky... It's non-spooky. Uh, thing. Tradition. About Halloween. Did you find someone? Yeah. All right. All right, you want to play it? Yeah. All right, go ahead. You don't really know much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic glens, and we'd be waiting in our houses of wattles and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween. The festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. Hmm. Sacrifices. And cabbage, too. Did they mention cabbage? They didn't mention the cabbage in that. And cabbage. Lots of cabbage in teenage girls. That's a farting. It's farting. Oh, farting like crazy. A painful farting where it feels like rapid-fire bubbles. (laughs) I don't need to know this. No. Craft. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. It's not so different now. It's time again. In the end, we don't decide these things, you know. The planets do. They're in alignment. And it's time again. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. Sawin. Okay. Uh, so, yep, that's, uh, those are the origins, and... Yes, I'd like to participate in the Feast of Samhain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice a goat and throw cabbage stalks at my neighbors. Steve, you were saying, uh, so in preparation for all this, if you want to get spooked out, what's uh, the, uh, The Haunting of Hill House? The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Yeah? So, <clears throat> The Haunting of uh, Hill House is one of my favorite books by Shirley Jackson, one of the great ghost stories of all time. It was made in... To the house on Haunted Hill. Did Shirley Jackson do the the lottery? Yes, that her. Okay, and uh, and so uh, then it, it was also the the haunting, and then um, the haunting was, was remade with Liam Neeson and uh, Owen yep. Wilson. It stinks, but the original is a classic. This series is really good, and this is the next. Uh, they they say in uh, uh, um, momentum, the next Stranger Things. Oh, really? Like it's like it's it's the buzz it's the buzz show. Okay. So, so if you like horror, some people can't don't like it. That freaks them. Scary, but I mean, I I love Stranger Things, but this is if it's uh, things that go bump in the night, and it is, and um, it's in a house, Preston, and it's in your bedroom, and it's in the hallway, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah. see that, yeah. Did you watch it, Steve? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you all of it. Does a duck bark? <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I watched it all. And uh, it's solid. They took this story, the original story, and they, they fleshed it out across a couple of episodes, took characters and made them... It's sort of a flashback, sort of a um, uh, so there's a lot of time jumping. For, oh, Preston, it's like it in a way. Okay. Adults reflecting yeah. upon what happened to them as kids in the house. Okay, and there's something that happens is leading to one particular night in the house. Oh well, what happened? Tell me so I don't <laughs> have to watch it. <laughs> By the way, we're watching the 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 uh, teaser clip of it here, Stephen. I, I did watch that part of it. And there's a part where a girl has like blue teeth and eyes. Oh, oh yeah, quiet. you're gonna love that. that well, yeah. you're not gonna have to love that it. That looked won't, fun. You won't watch it. Yeah, th- yeah, here, we're, uh, yeah, that was you can't see on the colors here, Casey, yeah. but her teeth are like mm-hmm. blue and ooh. Yeah, I watched it last night after uh, we had talked to Steve last night. And he had mentioned, I'm like, oh, all right, I'll watch the trailer. Yeah, I'm not and watch I, it. I watched the trailer. And I'm like, I want to see it. 
But it's starting to it's starting to gain that type of popularity. Yeah, there've been a number of articles. So cr- critically, it's a hit, and um, the uh, the kind of traction it's getting is reminding um, uh, people of the early uh, buzz around Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, you mentioned it, Steve, and uh, I have a, a question for the audience because this came up in the, the most recent Goosebumps movie. Kathy and I saw it last week. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. There is a scene, um, and R.L. Stein is portrayed in the movie by Jack Black, uh, where he claims to have uh, come up with the red balloon floating by the sewage drain oh, right. first. And I was wondering if that was just an inside joke that I didn't get, or hmm. if he, if R.L. Stein wrote that before Stephen King did. I'm and not goes, well versed in Gersperms, but but yeah, draw, draw it out to the to the audience because perhaps that's a case. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm I'm. Really, I can't believe that Stephen King would cop an idea from Gersperms. Me, me but... neither. But but so uh, Jack Black as R.L. Stein is is referring to like his earlier unrefined works, and he goes, "I knew I came up with that first, okay. you know, in, in sort of traditional well, Jack maybe. Black way." So, but I didn't know if that was something that I didn't. I just didn't get it. Would uh, we'd have to look at see uh, time wise when the right. Gersperms it come out versus it. It's been asterisk. See Gersperms. See Gersperms. Nice. I watched a uh, a show, and it's not. Uh, it's not scary per yes. se, and uh, Nick, you'll like this because Team uh, Mom, the guy that we met in uh, in California, Kirk Thatcher, who's yeah. with um, uh, the Muppets and so forth. There's a show called uh, The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell uh, on Netflix. This is on Netflix, yeah. It is. It's so much fun. It is. What if Morticia Adams had a cooking show? Really? And this okay. this gal is incredibly talented at making like you know. Cakes that look like houses and favors that you can use. Does and, she look like Morticia? Uh, she's got a, a style about her that, right, that right. and and she keeps these scary creatures that live in, and they're they're actually Muppet type characters. Okay, that are in the house, and it's it's a combination of playful banter with them and actual cooking and baking? then actual cooking and baking and sewing and, and Martha Stewart esque type of stuff. As okay, but it's all freaky, creepy, like uh, you know, cookies that look like shrunken heads or what? have eyeballs in them and stuff like it. So for for Halloween and party favors and yeah. stuff like that, watch this show. There's some so, really good stuff on it. These are all practical recipes yeah. and suggestions. Some of them are really hard. Like, she's super-duper talented uh, of these really intricate creations that she made. But huh. uh, it's kind of, it's it's freaky, and Dita Von Teese is on it, and um, it's 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 worth checking out. It's fun, though. I still think we should do the... Uh... The, the snack it. where we each have to make one. Take a nailed picture. It? Yeah, nailed it. I wouldn't mind doing I think, that. I think we have to do that. By the way, speaking of haunted attractions and so on, Steve had sent, or or real haunted locations, and we we talk about this almost every single year. see a list of your haunted attractions. But it's, it's almost always we're bringing up that the Travel Channel uh, came up with the 10 most haunted places in America. Yeah. Oh, any around here? Uh, two of them. Yeah, we ha- you're talking a big old country out there, and two we have two of them. Yeah, in right here in Philadelphia. Why within walking distance, if you don't mind walking for many, many, many miles? <laughs> but technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to walk wa- there? Or? You can walk it. Yeah. So do you want me to mention the ones that, that aren't in our area real quick? Yeah, let's go with the idea? ones that aren't. Uh, so there's Here a- are the ones that aren't. Moundsville Penitentiary Ooh. in West Virginia, one of uh, America's most violent correctional facilities and the final stop for almost 1,000 criminals. Uh, and let's see, the prison closed in 1995, but according to some, the tortured spirits are still behind bars and in the bowels of the prison and may be seen or heard on a tour. Moundsville was the sister prison to Almond's Joyville. I know you were going to say that. <laughs> Because <laughs> one of them had nuts, one and others were just regular. <laughs> the criminally insane, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was that was the Almond Joy Almond Joy Almond Joyville pencil uh, penitentiary. These were just uh, the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That's when they would used to call them the Lunatic Asylum. Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum around the holidays. You will not see a better concert. So this has got to be in PA, right? Trans Allegheny Allegheny. Yes. Well, right. Uh, known as the Weston State oh. Hospital. Oh. Attention, inmates. Everyone should be in bed. No one should be wandering about. It's not the thing that a proper lunatic does. Proper lunatic. It's in uh, West Virginia. Gotta get out of this. West Virginia. Oh, it's in West Virginia. Maybe I'll I'm become sorry. a program director. The Weston State Hospital. <laughs> uh, I can't do this anymore. The asylum was home to thousands. Don't be the seventh leg of the stool. That'll get him confused. The seventh leg of the stool. <laughs> Thousands of uh, people with mental illnesses starting in 1864. Hundreds of people died here before the uh, facility closed in 1994. The spirits that are said to haunt the site today date back to the Civil War era uh, when the asylum's grounds served as a military post. So they, right. they have paranormal tours. The Preston, it, it's it's wild that they would, like, lunatic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was a word that was used right. to describe them. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vasilla Axe Murder House. Well, mm-hmm. that just sounds like a place of craziness. Wouldn't you know ahead of time that that's something weird was going to happen at this the Vasilla nice, Axe, Axe Murder, Murder House? Yeah. In 1912, the old white house, uh, the old white frame house, uh, became a grisly crime scene. Uh, the heinous murder of Josiah B. Moore, his wife, their four children, and two young girls. Were okay, overnight guest rocked the small town of Vasilla. Where is this? I saw. I saw this. I A. I saw a special on this house. Okay, and this this crime. It's it's fascinating, and um and people go. I think people go and actually pay to sleep in the house overnight. I believe it. The murderer was never identified. Uh, Over the years, residents of the home reported visions of a man with an axe, children crying, unexplained paranormal activity, and so on. In fact, during the now the the special that I saw, the guy went in as a. You never know how these things are orchestrated or what the story is. The guy stated that he didn't believe any of it. It was nonsense. And on camera, certainly they could have fudged it if they wanted to. Uh, one of the doors opened and closed by itself. So, but that doesn't mean you, you, you don't know what to believe these days. Uh, so here's a whole town, uh, Jerome, Arizona. Jerome, Arizona. Yeah. And the, the headline on this is Sammy Dean. Uh, so Jerome, Arizona is a former copper mining town with a paranormal reputation that dates back to the wild, wild west. The town oh. is uh, now home to just 400 residents. All right. There's a town in Arizona called Bisbee, which is a copper town, a copper mining town. Mm-hmm. And that's, it has the same sort of vibe, Preston. It is, and actually this place looks like it. I wonder if it's a, the same or it's part of the same area. Legend has it there are plenty more ghostly residents from the days of mining accidents and gunfights. One well-known spirit is the working girl, Sammy Dean. So she's a, she's a, a hooker. hooker. Yeah. A hooker, uh, uh, a horror hooker. Horror, wouldn't it be wild ghost hookers? A prostitute who was uh, strangled by a customer in the old crib district. Uh, her beautiful spirit roams the alleyways looking for her killer and was uh, the killer was never found. Mm. Uh, th- these are, by the way, this is a travel channel. Most haunted places in America. Two of them are right here. You may be guessing what they are. We'll get to those in a moment. Uh, the Cuban Club, uh, which is in Tampa. That's where uh, Lucy and Desi performed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, down yeah. To the Cuban Club. Aw, Ricky. Uh, also known as the Circulo Cubano de Tampa. Wow. Uh, it's in uh, Tampa. They turned me on the way you said that. Tampa's Wybor uh, City neighborhood. I said like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Why don't you come with me to the Cuba Club? Um, there are many spirits there. 
We'll check out your snatch. And at the end of the evening, if you're lucky, I will check out your snatch. <laughs> the greatest gift that his God has ever given the world. In 19... 19- center of pleasure. In 1917, the spot was a popular hangout for Cuban immigrants who enjoyed the ballroom, outdoor band, shell, and cantina with a large stage and dance floor. Uh, today, the compound, which is protected by the National Historic Register, hosts concerts and special events, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say anything about the... There's not one word about a ghost. Uh, well, it says there are many ghost stories about spirits playing the piano and riding the elevators. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> and on the, any night, the spirits will rise... And ride the elevators. It doesn't say anything about how why. On a full August night, the spirits rise from the dead and go up and down the escalators. <laughs> That's really not that scary. No. All right, uh, I'm going to skip over the uh, the one in PA here. There's two of them, like I said. The Moon River Brewery. Uh, it's it's in Savannah. Uh, and they started brewing their beer in 1999, but the building is one of the oldest in town, dating back to 1821. In its original incarnation, it was a city hotel, a high-end hotel with a history of violence during the Civil War. Men were killed in the hotel during heated skirmishes, including a Yankee who was beaten... Uh, beaten Joe DiMaggio? Beaten to death by locals in 1860. No. Oh. I think it means a uh, member of the Union Army. Of course, Army. why did I even think that? Uh, oh, Moon River. Uh, some bar patrons today say that they've seen bottles mysteriously fly through the air uh-huh. and witness guests being pushed, touched, and even slapped by unseen forces. Uh, one resident, apparition named Toby, is said to skulk around the billiards room looking for the next great bar brawl. Toby. Uh, there's a place called the Sultan's, the Sultan's Palace in the French Quarter. In uh, New Orleans. To be honest, there's a number of these, and I'm pretty well versed in a lot of this stuff. There's a number of these I have not heard of. Uh, let's see. It's got the uh, classic uh, wrought iron balconies. It's a beautiful looking place from the outside. Out in the 1800s, residence was a house of horrors for the Sultan, a wealthy man with a depraved lifestyle, multiple <laughs> wives and children, and a harem of women and young boys held against their will. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, neighbors complained about the mysterious habits of this man who had a predilection for uh, partying, opium, and torture. You just know that in New Orleans, there are, there are countless stories we've never even heard because it just it just invited that kind of yeah person. And voodoo is supposedly something yes. that takes place there. That's uh, that helps. You don't like voodoo? Yeah. Nah. I don't like any of it. All right. I don't like voodoo. Uh, but the greatest mystery of the house was the Sultan's demise when he was buried alive in the courtyard after his family and harem were hacked to pieces in a bloodbath by an unknown perpetrator. It was a wow. baby reveal party gone bad. Uh, a gender reveal party. Today, his uh, angry spirit is thought to be responsible for an unusual for the unusual noises, loud music, and strong incense smells that waft wow. from the home. Interesting. And they say at night you can hear the sounds of screaming. And smell um, <clears throat> incense. Sandalwood. Sandalwood potpourri. Drakkar. Uh, this one, I don't know how to pronounce, is the uh, Calisio Courthouse. Where is that? Uh, Lake Charles. In Louisiana? Lake, I, I assume so. I, I, know, I only know that from uh, up on Cripple Creek from uh, <laughs> Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, so anyhow, in the 1940s, Tony and Joe Henry... 
had been the talk of the small town when she killed a man in cold blood just as notorious were her stunning good looks. The former prostitute charmed a gentleman in a pickup truck to give her a ride. It's always a prostitute. While she was walking the highway with a friend en route to her true love from a Texas prison, took three trials for a jury to convict her. Uh, her name is Tony Joe. Uh, she had uh, charmed the courtroom and jail staff and divided the town over her presumed guilt. How can you get three trials? Isn't there a double jeopardy rule? Maybe this was before double jeopardy. Uh, in 1942, this murderous beauty known as Tiger Girl was the first woman in the state to die in the electric chair. Her spirit lingers in the courthouse today. Workers are swear that they feel her presence, hear her screams, and even smell her burning hair. Wow. Uh. It seems that people that are most capable of punching through the mortal coil and going on after death are hookers. Mm. For some reason, they're imbued with an extra will to survive. Something like that. Hookers. Right. So the hookers. Hookers. Dead so, hookers tonight on the Travel Channel. So the two in our area, according to the Travel Channel, the most haunted locations in America. Do you want to take a guess, Case? You look like you, you're milling it around. Well, I mean, is is Eastern State in there? Eastern State's number one. There wow. we go. Yes. There we go. Eastern State. Kabuya. Penitentiary. Might be the creepiest place in all of Philly, it says. The former prison was the first of its kind, thanks to its large size and substantial budget. budget. Uh, directed by Quaker Beliefs, it had infamously strict rules, which encouraged isolation and punishment. Prison guards took to hooding inmates whenever they ventured outside their cells. And the only source of light was a skylight, which was believed to bring prisoners the light of God. So they found out, if you if you take the tour and find out the information... yeah. This had never been tested. They were trying this out, so they felt isolation would make you penitent. Yeah, yeah, you'd start to be introspective and, gosh, I really shouldn't have done that, and I think I'm good to come out into general population now. Uh, Did that work, Preston? It was driving them insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did not know that, so obviously isolation is not a good thing. Uh, at least permanent isolation, yeah. which is kind of what they had them under, and they they couldn't interact with any of the other inmates. They couldn't inter and and like it said, they would put on these hoods, and so they were actually making them worse than they were, uh, and therefore you can imagine maybe some fairly tortured souls within that particular building. Tension, uh, inmates. Uh, uh, we've reconsidered this whole thing, and uh, we're going to let you talk to people now and then. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely on the list, and we've been there. We've stayed overnight there. We have yes, outside of Terra behind the walls and all that stuff. When the you know, if you just go there, uh, it, it's it's pretty um, haunting and and yeah. formidable. We stayed over a couple times. One night it was after a rainstorm, and you remember you could hear the dripping water throughout yeah. the place. It was, it was wild. Crazy. I can't believe they let us do that. They I know. Let us- I mean, they let us venture all over the inside of that prison at night. Uh-huh. And we went into places they do- normally don't allow yeah. people to go because you actually, it, you got to be careful you gotta because be very, it's an old building. It's falling apart. It's falling apart. And they're letting areas. it fall apart. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, we were in the, uh, the, the, we were in the infirmary. Yeah. We were in the, uh, the, what used to be their holding area for death row. Uh, and we slept in the rotunda there, that central area where you could look down all the different um, hallways. Yeah. yeah, well, I was there all by myself. You guys went out. I was like, ah, it's getting a little late. Uh, I'm going to... little shut-eye. I'm going to turn in, guys. And it was the worst mistake I ever made because everybody <laughs> left and I was in the rotunda all by myself. I was like, oh, man. I was like, 
I wasn't tired. I was terrified, but I would not open my eyes. I, I wouldn't. I was just there in the daytime filming a uh, a little promo for uh, Terror Behind the Walls, and to shoot my scene, they had to put me in a cell by myself, and then yeah. they walked away to another part, and they were going to come down the hallway with the camera. Right, right. So they walked down the hall, ways away, and this is in the daytime. Yes. And, and they you were, figure, they were setting I got up their this. equipment. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to be here for a couple minutes. Yeah. I started getting scared. <laughs> what started going through my mind was that door's going to close. It's going to lock. Yeah. I'm going to be stuck in oh here. It wasn't ghost stuff, but I was like, what if they forget me? There's something in there with you, Preston. <laughs> There's something in there with you. Yeah. And, and it was, it was for a moment, it was real. And it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I was here on some of my four activities and I got lost. The ghost of Manthe. Oh my god. Uh so that place is intimidating. Even from the outside. You just look at how high that wall is, yeah, this, the yeah. masonry of it, the way it looks, those uh those rotundas or not the rotundas, but the uh um uh, the the pillars and everything. It's Do you it, know what also one of the parts intimidating. of it that just makes it extra tragic and 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 it just it just hangs in you with you when you go in is that it was you know as the, it started to evolve and as things started to progress as far as the city being developed you were right in the city so the prison was you know you knew that just on the other side of that wall yeah life was going on but when you're in the prison you can't tell you can't you know there's no yeah. way to know i know i do when i i live near greaterford which is now called uh phoenix i think yeah. um as I drive by there, I think about it. I'm like, man, there are people that are... And, and listen. Yeah. yeah. I understand. They've done terrible things. Yeah. I think about how horrible of an existence this must be. And it's the same thing for a penitentiary. Like that right in the middle of this bustling you know metropolis. right near their favorite DJ. Yeah. And they can't even... <laughs> how just, about yeah. that? <laughs> All right. And then uh, the other location in our area, as you might guess, is uh, Old Fort Mifflin. Fort Mifflin. Uh, and oh. we, and we, did, yeah. uh, we did investigations there as well. And I tell you what, I got scared there one night. Uh, which, I, I which really did. What incident scared you? Our guide that was there that told us about the various things. I know that there's a screaming woman thing that takes place. But he himself said he saw a full, he saw a Union soldier. Yeah. <gasps> like a torso peeking around the corner, yes. and, it, and it was in the armory, which is not even the scariest part. part. The catacombs, I think, are scarier than the armory. You're talking about the, like the, they're the casemates? And the then, casemates, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm sorry, the casemates. But the, the armory had this, um, so they would keep their uh, their ammunition in there, so it needed to be safe. So as you go in, uh, the hallway is built to where if there was some type of an explosion, it wouldn't, stuff wouldn't come flying out of the door. So you go in, it makes a hard left, and then it goes forward, and then it makes a hard right, and that way, you right. know, there's no direct way out. And so you're going around these corners. He told me about seeing this this kind of silhouetted or glowing torso of a Union soldier. It scared the crap out of me just thinking about we gotta it. we got to go back there, man. That, I <clears throat> really enjoyed those. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. De- 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 uh, depending on whatever you believe, and I think it's fun. I, I don't. I've never seen anything. I've certainly had countless times to experience it. It's fun. I don't fully believe in it, but it's fun. I, I don't either. But, but but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it won't freak me yes, out a little because bit. we're exactly the ones they target. Yeah. So so um, but uh, the amount of people who really have no skin in the game mm-hmm. who have said they've seen things for whatever reason they've seen them. I've seen something and and I don't believe in any of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but when we were in, uh, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I, it could have been my eyes just playing a trick on me, but I did see an orb go, and it was floating in the middle of one of these casemates, and then went into the wall, and that was it. Case, okay. I think I remember that. 
I think we all saw. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, who the hell knows? I didn't. I saw pictures of Orts, but I didn't yeah. see one. I saw so. with my, my with my own bare eyes. Okay. Uh, so Fort Mifflin is the country's only Revolutionary War battlefield that is still intact. You got if you've never been to Fort Mifflin, get over there and yeah, check it cool. out. It's very cool. There are 14 restored buildings on the grounds on the Delaware River, and reportedly plenty of spirits from the past. Among the ghosts said to haunt the fort is a screaming woman whose cries are so loud that the Philadelphia police have been called to investigate. Screaming, not annoying. Find no one there. Other characters in the local ghost stories include a faceless man wandering around the fort, a, a tour guide dressed in revolutionary garb, and numerous children and dogs. That's right. We've heard of people supposedly getting a tour from somebody who's yes. not really there. You know, the whole deal. So, Did you uh, have a good time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was... He kept talking about his jam. He, he led us on an entire tour. He, he was right yeah. here. Thank you all for coming, 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 That's truly terrifying. <laughs> uh, it's so, at this point when the British got their jam back. So, so think about that. The other, the other eight locations are in West Virginia and Georgia and Iowa and in, uh, I think I had mentioned, Idaho. Yeah. Spread out all over the country. Two of them right here. Just miles apart. Yep. I'm kind of surprised that uh, Gettysburg wasn't on this list because yeah. so many people go there for, for ghost tours and, and just, you know, historical facts, you know, and it, there's so much to see and explore there as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so anyhow, just thought we'd share that bit of information with you as we are right on the edge of uh, that holiday of uh, Halloween. So we're getting set for it. I uh, want to take a break. Uh, let's try to do this. Yeah. If just- you're going to London. If you are going to London, do not call because this will not do anything for you. But I have a pair of passes for you to join us for our live broadcast in London on Friday at the Tattersall Castle Pub on the Thames. It is a ship. It's moored right there on the river. It is sold out. You have to win your way in. And our winners will each get their first Miller Lite for free. You have to be at least 21 and call in to win. We'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. If you're not going to London, don't call you because you don't get anything for more chances to win, click the contest at WMMR.com through this Wednesday at 11 a.m. only. So this call is now. also non-transferable as well, so you can't be calling for somebody that you know is going over there. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. it's got to be anybody who's yeah. uh, going to London. So uh, give us a call right now, and let's set you up. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in a moment. Is this an answer to your question? It or? is, yeah. I didn't know if you had time right. or whatever. So uh, about uh, Stephen King and uh, Arl Stein. Yeah. Uh, using the uh, red balloon for it. Uh, somebody texted and said, King joked about Stein using all the good amusement park r- ideas. And so Arl Stein's joke about that red balloon comes from that. He first made the joke about King stealing his idea in the first Goosebumps. Okay, interesting. <gasps> okay. A bit of fun right. between the authors. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us because the beat file is on the way. And we have an announcement, too. Yes. I think you're going to like it. 50-day March to Metallica continues with your shot to meet the band, all part of the MMR 50th finale with Metallica. Your chance to qualify happens every single day leading up to the big show, Thursday, October 25th, an indoor blowout the new sound system mega rock extravaganza at Wells Fargo Center. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. And now we've upped the ante with a major prize edition. Tickets to go along with each daily prize. It's MMR's 50th finale with Metallica on sale now at Wells Fargo Center Philly. 
Listen for complete concert coverage from the venue with Jackson and Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR and Metallica. Everything that rocks. If you have until 8.15 to enter this keyword, the word is alarm. A-L-A-R-M. Alarm. Enter it via WMMR's mobile app or WMMR.com. And one winner selected at random is going to get $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Once wow. again, it is Alarm. A-L-A-R-M. Do it now. You have until 8.15. And good luck from MMR. Let's do the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And the Beef this morning is brought to you by Heritage Business Systems. The document imaging equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service, satisfaction, reliability, that's Heritage Business Systems, your authorized Canon copier dealer. Got some stories for you. This one is messed up, and it's part two of a story that I related to you last week. Ooh, I like this. Well, you remember how horrible this was. A Detroit funeral home was shut down on Friday after state inspectors said they found the unrefrigerated remains of dozens of deceased infants and fetuses, the second such discovery in the city in recent weeks. Yes, there was a special compartment. Was it up in the ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. So authorities raided the Perry Funeral Home in response to a complaint and discovered the remains of 63 deceased Jeez. bodies inside three boxes and a deep freezer. Some have been dead since uh, 2015, according to a statement from the Michigan Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs. Authorities were tipped off about the funeral home by a father involved in a civil suit over the alleged improper burial of his daughter. Uh, remains were uh, turned over to state investigators who declared the business closed and its license suspended. Other violations included failing to obtain permits to remove or bury the remains before in- interment or disposal and obtaining possession of embalming the deceased bodies without being authorized to do so. Oh, my God. Failure of a funeral home to properly dispose of a body for more than 180 days is punishable by up to 10 years in prison and $50,000 in fines. But last week, it was a different, it was it was a, another incident where they found 11, and this one they found 63. Unbelievable. So we'll see if there's more to come on that story. The hunt for a famed author's buried treasure led a man from Schuylkill County To go all the way to New Mexico. However, instead of finding the gold, the man from Pine Grove found himself in handcuffs. Santa Fe police said Robert Miller broke into the home of author Forrest Fenn with a hatchet looking for the treasure. Uh, People back in Schuylkill County were stunned when they heard about the arrest. He is always a moron. (laughs) Body camera footage of the arrest shows Miller opening up uh, to officers. He said, I thought the poem directed me into here. The officer questioned and said, poem? He goes, yeah, the treasure map, the treasure hunt. Uh, Yeah. Uh, People who know Miller said that this is actually totally out of his character. Police said Miller went on the treasure hunt because he needed more money. He told police he only had $130 left in his bank account. One-eyed Willie told me to do it. Even though uh, the clues from the poem didn't lead Miller to the treasure, he told police that the poem did lead him to find something else. So the arresting officer said, so you came on the property because of a poem. Are you serious? Yeah, Miller said. The officer said. (laughs) I know now it seems kind of stupid. The officer said, you weren't here to break anything? He said, I was taking that box of clothes right there like the poem said. 
Okay, Miller's behind bars in New Mexico. You know the mouse didn't really run up the clock. However, his family in Pennsylvania have set up a GoFundMe page to raise money to get him back. As of last Wednesday night, there were no donations that have been made as of yet. It seems he was swept up in the excitement and lunacy. Nick, would you do me a favor yeah. and look into uh, author Robert uh, Forrest Fenn and see what the story is with that poem? Because I did not do any research on that, and I am curious as to what they're what? talking about. There have been uh, situations yeah. of authors that have cryptically placed, uh, well, you, you're Ready Player One, doesn't, yeah. isn't there? Uh, yeah, there was a prize in that, but yeah. nobody knew about it. But there have been flat out, there's, you know, something gold buried, and you need to find it, and here yeah. are the clues. So uh, we'll see what the story is on that. Uh, a woman faces an assault charge after authorities say she shot her grandson in the leg after an argument about where he placed a teacup. Uh-huh. Helen Lenore Washington faces one count of second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon. Authorities were called to a residence on the report of a shooting, and when officers arrived, they located a man who suffered an apparent gunshot wound to his right thigh. Which put my teacup on the counter. The complaint said the man said his grandmother had shot him after an, after arguing about where he had set a cup of tea. A witness confirmed that the two had been arguing after the victim placed a cup of tea on a piece of furniture. The witness said the victim refused to move it, and Washington dumped out the contents. Well, the victim then went and got another cup of tea and placed it right back on that piece of furniture. So Hi, wa- Grandma. So Washington then went and shot him in the leg. Of course. In an interview, Washington told police that she was angry the victim placed a cup of tea on a wood table. Yes, it leaves a stain. Don't you know? He should have used a coaster. I will blow your head clean off. (laughs) And she shot his leg because she was angry about it. And by the way, it's not that she doesn't love him. She shot him in the leg. She's teaching him him in the torso. Teaching him manners. A beautician has been banned from the road after she blamed failing to take a breath test on her surgically enhanced lips. So she blamed the fact that she had surgically enhanced lips so she can't blow This is going to be very difficult. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Harrison, who is 20 years old, said her lips were too big for her to blow into a police breathalyzer machine. You get one fit. After she was stopped by officers. A very big lips thanks to collagen. Uh, but thanks to collagen? Exactly. Uh, but when she was asked to give an accurate breath sample... I'm afraid I can't do that. ...at a police station, the blonde, who appeared on MTV's reality show uh, X on the Beach, complained her collagen implants made it too difficult for her to get her mouth around the tube. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> she attempted four times to blow into the intoximeter machine before confessing to officers, my lips are too big. They're just too big and too light and too capable. Mm-hmm. At uh, court, Harrison initially pleaded not guilty to the charge. Claiming that uh, she was unable to give a breath sample for medical reasons. Ah, now the story shifts. No, this is because... Now the story stays the same. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, But on the day of her trial, she changed her plea to guilty and was banned from the roads for 16 months. All right, I was guilty. All right, one last story. Uh, and you may have seen this last week, Steve. I know you and I saw the video footage of this. Uh, a toddler abandoned last Wednesday night on his neighbor's front porch. Yeah. He's expected to be reunited with his family or was reunited after the, the, his family after the woman who left the boy there could face criminal charges. The woman, a friend of the child's mother, was apparently supposed to drop the two-year-old off at his father's house in the afternoon. When that didn't happen, the father assumed that plans had changed and left his residence. What followed was a series of events that angered the boy's father and shocked many Houston area residents and law enforcement. Surveillance video from a uh, ring doorbell uh, showed the friend bring the boy to a neighbor's house and then left the child there. Basically rang the doorbell, waited for about 20 seconds, and then just left 
a two-year-old. Like an Amazon package. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. The boy's father, Willie Simmons, I mean, the kid can't crawl that far. Said she didn't have no business leaving my son right there. Tried to hold it in, and I can't hold it in. Man, I can't keep holding that in. Just imagine if my nice neighbors weren't there, my son would have wandered around in the street and got hit. Deputies were called after the homeowner discovered the toddler on her doorstep without an adult. Video surveillance showed the woman arriving at the home while she carried a boy in one arm. She knocked on the door, rang the doorbell before leaving the boy on the step along with two bags that she had been carrying. The whole incident lasted 23 seconds. Well, at least she waited. Yeah. <laughs> um, so authorities found the, the father. like, what the hell? What the hell is going on? Yeah. You are a really horrible person. And uh, they apparently are going to track down this girl and see what exactly was oh, running oh, through dude. her mind. Yeah, exactly, right? And this yeah. ridiculous? She had to get to the daycare that she operates. <laughs> right. All right, and there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre wow. file. Yes, Nick. So this Forrest Fenn story that you were referring to earlier is pretty fascinating. I didn't know anything about it, uh, and I just did a little bit of uh, research during the course of the bizarre file. Um, he uh, was an art collector and uh, amassed a, a treasure in art antiquities and, and things from all over the American Southwest, um, and basically put it in a treasure box, treasure chest, and hid it somewhere in the American West, and then wrote a poem. Uh, and I don't know what the title of the poem is, but it's uh, it's got... It was an old hermit named Dave. No, it's got six or seven verses to it. And um, in the poem, there are clues as to where the treasure may be. And so he buried it somewhere. It's This is legit buried treasure somewhere yeah. in, in Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, or New Mexico. Is okay. there an estimated value on this, Nick? Some people have saying that it's uh, originally it was around $2 million, Steve, then now it's, wow. it's north of ten, And wow. uh, it's located above 5,000 feet, below 10,200 feet. And people are obsessed with hunting for this treasure. So the the article that I'm reading is on Vox. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, Forrest Fenn, if you want to <clears throat> Google it for yourself or we can put up a link or whatever. But it's pretty fascinating. I recalled hearing about a a big treasure hunt like this, and I assume that's the one that, I, that I'd heard about. So he was diagnosed with cancer in 1988, but he's still alive. And nobody knows where this treasure is, he, not even his wife. And, and so he will every now and then re- reveal clues. Uh, and, in fact, gave some away last year. So he's still alive, even though the cancer diagnosis was uh, nearly 30 years ago. Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. We'll have to look more into that and see if anybody's come close. Um, all right. Well, we're going to move on to uh, a guest who we have in the studio. And uh, instead of uh, seeking out treasures, we are going to ask for a little bit from you. And it's pretty damn easy to do. Uh, how should I, should I? You know, I should just announce... The name of this first, and then yes. we welcome our guests. and then we go into the specifics. So we're excited about this. Once again, the Camp Out for Hunger is on the way, and it will begin on Monday, November 26th. It's a Monday right after Thanksgiving. We'll be in the parking lot of Xfinity Live in South Philly. But we begin right now with the 2018 Head Start with Acme Supermarkets. Yeah. Please welcome El Presidente, hey. Jim Perkins, the president yeah. of Good morning, guys. How, How you doing? doing, sir? I'm doing awesome. How about you? We're doing wonderful. Nice to see you. You already sound like a politician. You yeah. sound like a like a president, like a man who's in charge. Right yeah, to large it. and in we charge. We just want to give away a lot of food. <laughs> yes, so. we love that idea. No, nah, we like that. Yeah, we're excited about this. So once again, this partnership with Acme, I don't even know what year we're in. It feels like it's been for a long time now. Well, I, I know one thing. Uh, we absolutely could not do it and do it to the level that it's been done over the past couple of years without the participation of Acme. And it sets the tone in exactly the right way. So thank you for what you and all the Acme employees do to make this a success every year. You bet. We love doing it. You know, last year, 468,000 pounds of food. This year, you can come in and buy a bag in the store or even a virtual bag, and we'll donate it for you. And we're going to make it easy. Just go right to the check stand. You can make a donation. 
and behalf of all of our associates, all our drivers, our associates, thank you very, very much for, for everybody that comes in and helps Shop Acme. Really, lots of folks uh, in need with all our food banks, our big, our big partner, Phil Abundance, and, of course, a lot of our, uh, you know, smaller food banks around, sure. around we get to help this year. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I like this idea, uh, Jim, that you guys are doing. So we're changing up the format just a little bit. The, the whole idea behind it is, is pretty much the same. But um, like you said, you stop by your local Acme, you make a donation at the checkout register toward a $10 bag of food. It used to be... You have to be directed to the display. Yep. Go get the pre-bags, the uh, pre-made bags that were there. Mm-hmm. Then take them up to the checkout and do it. So we're we're going to skip one step, and you can get right to it. And the wonderful thing is that Acme is already in touch with uh, Phil Abundance, and they know what the needed things are. This is what it's all about, mm-hmm. Phil Abundance, because of what they do and do so well, and because of what you guys are able to do so well. The what is actually needed can be targeted more specifically, and so uh, you know this this means you're not getting multiples of something and not enough of something else and so it works out really well yeah we've talked to phil abundance you know they were getting a lot of junk food in past year yeah here's what we really need so we we uh you know what whatever they're needing we put cases of that together we ship that to them and that's what the people need for the holidays and helps a little more healthy for around the holidays we're also going to have our turkey donation turkey dinner donation can be part of that too so we can help some local food banks so it's going to be awesome excellent year. excellent so yeah. And Wonderful. so, Preston, yeah, so uh, honestly, this gives, people, this gives people in the spirit, too. They see the signs around the Acme. They know that it's coming. This is the, the lead-up. And then when a- the actual campout is taking place itself, you guys set up that all-important temporary supermarket in the parking lot right there, and that's how you can come and participate that way. Yeah, right by Xfinity Live. It's awesome. And when the Eagles are playing, we're also there, too, where you can buy a box for 15 or 20 or 50. A lot of professionals come and want to donate maybe 100 bucks or something. Right. We're able to take that food right to the food bank for them, make it quick and easy. So come on over. You can come to any of our stores or, or come over to Xfinity Live. So the head start is going to begin officially uh, a week from today. It's beginning on the uh, the 20 or October 26th. That's not a week from today. That's, fr- That's Friday, Friday, right? Yeah. yeah. So that is when this whole thing will be. A week from last Friday, Preston. Uh, thank you. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So a week from last friday this starts and it goes through november 21st so you can actually stop by your local acme you're going to be going there already and you can do it right at the uh at the checkout and it'll just be a little bit easier for you uh anything new to mention or any uh news about acme markets you want to bring up Jim? Yeah, lots sure. of good stuff you know we've got instacart delivering for us now so yes. that's awesome we can we're doing river well in the city we've done lots of remodels this year you know ben salem jenkintown feasterville 10th and reed manahawk and we have seven more going the rest of this year and next year 13 more adding that really nice beer and wine section in, in pennsylvania so lots of fun stuff going on with that and uh that's hopping over oh, the roxboro uh one is hopping big time the the, the uh to have a to have a whole section of, of wines and things is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's great. You know, we're going to do one more phase in, in Roxborough, going to a little more uh, right up front in the store and yeah. add a little more square footage to the store, but it's turned out awesome, and the beer and wine's doing very well. That's excellent, I mean, man. Not to mention that you are the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve yeah. show, which is yeah. kind of cool, too. It's, yeah. it's true. Yeah. It's, it's the truth. And, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm heavily into your parfaits, which I contend are the best. And, and also a bunch in here the too. chocolate chip cookies. What? Mm, they they brought a bunch of them I in know, here yeah, this they, morning. I'm down with that. By the way, the first day of Camp Out is when Acme will reveal the results and the impact of the donations for the Head Start. So you can begin this on Friday, and uh, we appreciate your support, and it makes yeah. it that much more easy uh, for oh, yeah. to be a part one, of it. One more thing. Don't forget, official supermarket of the Eagles. So when you come in on game day, you save 5%. So when you buy your bag on game day, we'll discount it 5%. You can go ahead and donate on game day. That's there you go. Great. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks he a lot. He is the president of Agme yeah. Jim Perkins, ladies and gents. So. President 
We are, uh, we're getting ready for that. We've been meeting and we're getting prepped and it's going to be a damn good time this year, gang. So keep that in mind. We're going to break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget, we have a trip to Vegas to give away for our Word of the Week prize. And we have the Metallica, March of Metallica, the 50 days uh, taking place, uh, our giveaway on our show today. So I'll tell you what you can win in a little while. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3. You f***ing drive! Learn how to drive, America! So happy to be home, though. Seven hours and I'll be back in Philly! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. I would like to take a moment, dear friend, to talk about uh, zip recruiters. You know what? Uh, you know what's not so smart? They're job sites that make you wait uh, make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job. Not smart. You know what's not smart as well? Using your relatives to fill in at work while you look for staff. You know what actually is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash best to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology is going to scan thousands of resumes. They identify people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. And that can save you time and get you some quality. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. The rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash best. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash best. ZipRecruiter.com slash best. That's what I said. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The fall model year-end event is here at Conicelli Hyundai, and that means... Danger. Critics rave. Widows has a powerhouse cast. It's five stars. In or out? I'm in. Widows is riveting, full of shocking twists. No one thinks we can pull this off. Widows, rated R in theaters November 16th. Another patient first difference. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. No appointment needed. 19 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. As you probably already know, Dunkin' Donuts is the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. And right now they've got the Dunkin' Go-To's. Two for $5 bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. Dunkin' Donuts is offering two of these for just 5 bucks. They're the Dunkin' Go-To's right now. Uh, you can get these delicious sandwiches at any Dunkin' Donuts store. Now, Dunkin' helps us get our mar- morning started off right. We get up really early and a good cup of coffee, especially for me. It just helps me get going. So when you're headed out the door uh, for work, or for whatever, whatever it is, whatever morning activity you do, grab a delicious Dunkin' cup of coffee and one of their Dunkin' go-tos. One, no, two. Two of the Dunkin' go-tos. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Again, it's two bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And guess what? Two. Better than one always. Preston and Steve runs on Dunkin'. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much. Hey, real quick, two things. Uh, thank you to whoever sent me the email that said your episode of Trading Spaces was on this morning. You were really fat. <laughs> oh. Thanks for the update. Uh-huh. I, t- I sent back in a, uh, a response. I go, no S? And I wrote, and no S. Uh, so, uh, yeah, apparently that. I got a few emails apparently that aired over the weekend. Yes, I was 70 pounds heavier. Hey, both you and I, were, yeah. were we had the same thing. We had yeah. thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, like, you know. 
got out of it control. It was horrific. It was. We were big boys. Not I remember anymore. we went to, we went to Ireland. I mean, we're just we're we're bigger to begin with. Yeah, we went we went to Ireland years ago, and we walked into the pub, and the the, the guy goes, Man, they, "They're growing big in the in the, in the states." <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I also want to congratulate uh, um, uh, a young lady who who really kicked ass uh, over the weekend. Her name is uh, Julia Gennardi. She is the daughter of my golf buddy Jerry. And she is part of the uh, Westchester Golden Rams women's Ooh. golf team. And they won the first Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference Women's Golf Championship Ooh. ever. Wow! A golf team? In the team's existence, yes. And Julia won the individual championship oh, as well. Good for her. And she had already won the PA State Championship uh, women's golf. So she's, she's on her way. She's great. I've, I, we played, we went to uh, Center Square Golf Club and played a, a month or so ago, and uh, she kicked my ass. She's great. So, uh, wow. Yeah, budding pro right there. I should, I should uh, let Paige uh, Sporanic know yeah. about her so that we can capitalize on that and get to meet Paige Sporanic. So, congratulations, uh, Julia. We're all very proud of you. That's, That's awesome. Cool. And the Golden Rams. Go, Golden Rams. She's all fired up. About you never that. played golf, though, <laughs> when you were a kid, you. right? Uh, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. right? My was there dad, a golf team in your high school? No, but yeah, there was. But th- this was it. There's there's pre Tiger Woods and post Tiger Woods. Yeah. So pre Tiger Woods golf was very geeky. Yeah. And uh, post Tiger Woods golf became very very cool. Preston, I remember in high school when I think on the last day of my senior year, I found out we had a golf club. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no one knew about yeah. it. So mm-hmm. It was just one of those, really? Yeah, it was yeah. like three guys. Yeah. Three, three, four guys back when I was going to high school. You know, and, they, and you know what? They were the smart ones. They yeah. Were, they were the ones yeah. they... they you should have gotten up and played golf. Yes, yeah. my uh, my my dad had a set of golf clubs. You know, as a kid, me and all my friends, we would take all the golf clubs out of his bag and we would dig up the stump in my neighbor's yard with it. <laughs> I swear to God, oh, so you guys are practicing, Just hammering away on this tree stump. With That's it. how Tiger with my practiced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hit that stump, boy! Yeah. Hit that stump hard. Stump hitter, hit it, hit it <laughs> harder. Wait, wait, wait. You stop there. Uh, Harder! That's it. <laughs> Stump hitter. So anyway, I just yeah. wanted to pass that along. Uh, oh, what? yes. What? London. What? London. We're going to London. City of Lights. No. The Windy City. What would you call it? Does City L- by the Bay. Does London have a nickname? Uh, Old Faithful. That's a good question because uh, you would think that it would have some type of a nickname, and I never really even considered it. We know the U.S. Uh, city nicknames. Well, I mean, Paris is the city of lights, by the way. So oh, they one. stole that from London. Ah, uh-huh. they did. Uh, what is really London? Sure. What is it? Nick's looking it up. So uh, we're headed there. We're leaving on Thursday, Thursday night. Uh, we drive straight from the airport to our broadcast uh, position. That'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see if we can make it. And uh, and we're going to try to be there live for our show. Our show, excuse me, London time will be at 11 a.m., uh, which will be 6 a.m. here. Yes. And uh, and we're going to have a good time. Still just trying to, I've never been. You've been, Steve. I have been, Nick and I, I been. loved it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back. I went there, uh, it was the coldest march in London in 50 years. So, oh, lucky you. Yeah, I'm hoping for better well, weather this I, time around. I did a search, uh, I did a, uh, a seven-day forecast from now yeah. until, you know, uh, through the course of the weekend, and it's looking like it's going to be a bit on the cool side. But like here. A lot like here. 50s, uh, 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 low 60s. Rain, I'm not really looking at uh, no. because I'll wait until we get just a couple more days. But on, uh, I think it was on Saturday, like the high's going to be about 50. 
Yeah. So a little but bit on the cooler side. Sunday will be, I think, a little bit warmer. But uh, but nothing, uh, I didn't see a lot. I didn't see really any rain. But, of course, it can just, there could be a sprinkle now and then. It's, sure. you know, it's what, what it's known for. It is the rainy city, as yeah. they say. The rainy city. City by the bay. Yeah, the fog city. Um, I, Whale's vagina. I don't know. I, I, are you guys going to get your, uh, your money here? Or are you going to? I was thinking about getting some cash, doing an exchange now. Do you know, do you know, do you know honestly, if you, if, you, if, you just, if you credit card it, I mean, that's also yeah. a quick way to take care of everything. And, and Always have some cash on yeah. you, though. That's my, my rule, no matter what. Because uh, you, you never need to m- tip and stuff. Might find so. yourself in a position to uh, to have some cash. You know they what? Don't tip, I find tipping's not much. They're, in, they're not. They're not big on tipping. I'll still mm-hmm. tip, but they will accept monopoly money, oh. uh, which is a weird thing. I actually have euros uh, for my birthday. Uh, because I think it, we had announced at that point that we were doing that. So for my birthday, uh, my family members gave me some euros, which Ooh. they don't accept euros in uh, in, in London. They do not. Yeah, no. yeah. But I am going to Paris for a day, but um, okay. so I can I can at least use them there. But my I, I need to like buy a like a burner phone when I get over there. Yes. Uh, because I don't I don't have like I won't have like a uh, calling when I'm over there. May I, I just, change may it? May I ask you how program. how come? Yeah, you can. can I'm you, doing it. Can't you just can't you just ask? Like, uh, on my phone, I have it. I, you can set it up. Just ask out to, to set up. My provider doesn't provide that. I have international calling here, so in the United States, I can call over there. But when I'm over there, I'm not going to have cell service. So You don't I'm have just, AT&T? I don't. I have Metro, PCS. I've been doing commercials for them for about two years now. Yeah. 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 I, mean, okay. I thought you had a work phone. I have Metro PCS. I don't know. What, I don't know what else to tell you. All right, no big yeah. deal. Just yeah, yeah. yeah so, I set it up okay. already for mine, yeah. and you can it's you can use it as you use it here, and mm-hmm. it's you can also just use Wi-Fi. I mean, I've gone away and just used Wi-Fi, absolutely, and not done anything with my phone. Yep. So we're getting that set up. Is there anything, Nick and uh, Steve, that you have already done that you will do again, or are you going to try to do the all, eye? all new things? Don't I, I would say don't demure from from the the the. Uh, whenever we go to a place for the first time, I always say let's get the, let's do the main landmarks. Go do the Tower of London. No, no, no. I'm saying what you guys will do oh, because oh, you've you've oh, already oh, done the, you've hookers, already done those lots things. of hookers. Yeah. So so will you do <laughs> some of those again, or are you just going to skip all those and go for new experiences? I think I think I'm going to going to go for new experiences and also just spend a lot of time just walk. It's it's a wonderful um, city, uh, you know, as far as you know, walking around and checking out things. I was hoping to get over to Pinewood Studios. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'll do but- Buckingham Palace again, though. Like that's like. Oh, a, you've been there before. Yeah, my oh, brother lived know. there. Okay, he, I went when he he's lived royalty. there. So <laughs> yes, he's part of the royal family. Lord now, and Lady so. Romano. Yeah, no. So I would go back there. I thought that even just to like stand outside, to, yeah. you know, see the guard, changing the, the guard. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'd like to get back to uh, Kensington Palace. I went there last time, and um, and it was it's really pretty. And then you can walk from Kensington Palace through Hyde Park back towards uh, Buckingham Palace and, and that part of town. We're staying uh, not too far from Piccadilly Circus, but Steve, I, I agree with Steve in that. There are a reason. There are many reasons why the touristy spots are that touristy, and I, mm-hmm. I'm going back to see some of the ones that I saw four or five years ago, including the Crown Jewels. I, I found that fascinating, and I went once, and it was it was the regular tour, but it's right in the it's Tower great. of London, and it was it was really neat. And when, was, when you're down in that area, we're actually we're we're going to be broadcasting from on Friday. Preston is right within walking distance of the Tower of London. I was uh, texting Mark Summers because he was just in London, and uh, he was posting some pictures of great food and yeah. mark is known for you know with the uh, food network and everything so i'm like 
you recommend some restaurants. So he sent me back some recommendations, some places that I have to actually make reservations right now in order to get on board. But one of the things he said, flat out, Kathy, he just goes, Harrods is a joke. Is it really? <laughs> yep. He said, it's a joke. Don't even waste your time. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. I loved it when I went over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I know. It's so like, I had really it's good like hot a, chocolate in there. Yeah, you like you have to see it. You know what I mean? It's it's part London. of the deal. It's yeah. like seeing Macy's in in New York. Right, it's part exactly, of the deal. Exactly. I would I would say this, uh, and this is the funniest thing. And I swear to God, the best spaghetti I've ever had in my life was in London. Really? And I think I remember where the place was. Yeah, it was phenomenal spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> I Go definitely bigger. listen. I I gotta do fish and chips. I got to go yeah. to, like, a great fish and chips place. Yeah. I Listen, there is a place They're over everywhere. there. everywhere. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's a place called Pass Young Gavin that's cute and all. I, I, I'd I'm like to check go- that out. I, I'll, maybe I'll walk yeah. past it, but that's that's as close as I'm going to. You know, I live in Philadelphia, so I don't really need to go and do that over there. I want to do as many England things as I possibly can. You I know, would- the regular fish and chips, it, real fish and chips over there, It'll it, there. it's great. Yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy it. I, I would Okay, go ahead. I mentioned this uh, off air to you guys, but I would really like for all of us to go to Abbey Road together. I, I want to be able to walk across the street and have us take a, a, be- a Beatles-like photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked but- your idea of doing that like Monday before the show because we don't have to get up at you know super early mm-hmm. so we could go do right. that and then go do the show. There is Press- a time shift this weekend though so yeah. we, we're going to have to deal with that. But um, I've never been to Abbey Road and, and if possible I'd love to get a tour of that place too, the studios. Mm-hmm. Where is the uh, where is the the the, uh, the balcony set up where they took the you know the, the greatest hits album where they have the uh, they're looking oh, over the balcony? Yeah, that's actually a remade photo um you know what and i caught a story about that just a couple of months ago i've forgotten steve it might have been at the record company's um building where they did it but i know what you're talking about yeah it was uh it was it might have been from the please please me album which was first i think released in the uk and then they reused that photo for the two greatest hits album the blue album and the red album yes which and I they love. showed the old picture and the new and then they reshot it with them when they were older so, so we should go there and wear exactly the same thing and take just take the picture twice ex- in exactly the same pose with the same clothes so there's actually no difference i like that yesterday and today uh let me go to real quick uh chris hi chris you're on the air good morning hey good morning sorry to bother with you guys at work all right buddy what's up Listen, um, regarding euros slash pound sterling, as far as using currency over there, you do not want to buy your currency over there. They will they will commission you to death on that. Oh, uh, if you're leaving on Thursday, it's going to be a little bit tight. But go to any big uh, money center bank, okay, and put an order in, and only charge you like maybe seven percent, which is a normal markup. But if you go over there and buy your currency, it's going to be like twenty percent. Yeah, you know what I forgot when when my son was going to Europe uh, last year for a uh, a music trip. Uh, we were going to get uh, uh, euros, and you need to do it well in advance. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't know re- that. Yeah, you need oh, to get. It's you, only a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, but we had to do it like a week or so in advance to make sure that we get it. But you're right; I need to head out today and, and get a hold just to have a little. Where bit would of you go? Walking around money. Any, any bank? Bank? Yeah, yeah. right. There's specific right? banks. You have to like look up which branch has them. Fargo or any any of those guys. Bank of America. They'll all do it. You don't even have to be a customer there. You can just walk in. Just go with the gun. Okay, going with the gun. Give me all your euros. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Um, and uh, some of your pens, they're wonderful. You know what? It's a little overwhelming when you have just a handful of days yeah. and you're going into yep. a city this size. It's like even going to New York. I was telling Casey, I'm like, I uh, okay, so I've been to New York a few times. And the problem is, is you go on and, and you type in what to do while you're in New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the same stuff that comes up. And it's all the big touristy things. And there are... 
thousands of other cool things that you can do, but you just need to know about to them. Be, uh, and who do you trust when it comes to that? And I would like to find the really cool, neat things. But it's not going to happen this time. This is the first. I'm going first time. Let me see the big stuff. And you'll get that out of the way. But I wish I could really get into the, man, this is a really cool thing that m- not many people know about it. And you should really go see it. Do you know, like the hotel that, that we're going to be staying at will probably has a really good... Concierge. Yeah. And those services, which a lot of people walk right past, that's what these people are, are, are paid to do. They're and they're paid if you if you say, if you say, I'm just looking for a nice walking tour yeah. that I can conduct myself, where's an out of the way place or a fun thing? Kathy found something online that's sort of a um a horror attraction, um, you know, which is kind of cool. Are you gonna go do that? Kathy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it. Did you yeah. buy tickets for it? No, yet? I okay, didn't. Yeah. yeah. It, you save like I think it's like three bucks or, or... So just do it when you get there. Yeah, like it's, you know, because who knows I what... mean, once they know that we're radio broadcasters right. from the States, exactly. I assume the doors will open right up for us. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> now, but you're right about the concierge, and we were in uh, Copenhagen. Uh, they, they were really... Yes. Very, you know, they'll, they'll break out a map and they'll go, you need to go here, 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 and there, and, yeah. and give you some really good ideas, so it's definitely worth talking to. It's a service that they offer. And that's when you say, well, you're very opinionated. I'm the concierge! <laughs> there were two uh, tours that I took that I really enjoyed uh, the last time I was there. Uh, the first was a boat tour up and down the Thames, and it's great. You, you get views from the city, uh, or of the city, from the river, uh, which is really cool. And then the second, um, which I think you guys would all really like, was a tour of Greenwich, which is where, you know, the meantime started, and the original observatory, and and all that kind of stuff, and that's a, sort of on the east end of London. But it's, it's it is overwhelming. There's so much to to do and see there. I've also been told that the um, Churchill bunkers are really uh, an interesting historic perspective from obviously from World War Two yes. and thereabouts. Not that I want to get there, uh, but how far is Stonehenge from? Uh, it's a while. Is it? A, okay. Yeah, I, a, I was to it. It's very cool. Yeah. What I did again, my wife and I, the first time we went, um, we we did the uh, um, you know all those bus tours. And you see, so take it out to Stonehenge. They they got you covered. They got everything going, and, and you're going to go yeah. see it. And I'm I'm not opposed to that in any way. But it, I remember it being a bit of a run. It's, it's a full day trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked it? at it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to, like I said, fish and chips. I want to drive a car. I want to drive a car. What's it like to drive a car? I want to be on the the right side of the car. I want to drive <sighs> oh, on the left side you. of the road. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to drive in like the major metropolitan Casey city. <laughs> boy from the President Steve show caused a major pileup in London over the weekend. <laughs> Preferably, I'd like for it to Authorities be. Authorities are saying he's being held in a local jail. Yeah, no, I'd like to for it to be a trial. standard uh, manual transmission because I want to see what that's all about. What a what a great place to learn! You're going to learn a, a, a standard transmission and drive, drive on the other side of the road at the shifting, same time. Shifting with your right hand, yeah. or with your left hand. Yeah. So, you know, here's the deal. When when I was in high school, you know what? stranger, make sure you're eating soup while you do it. <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, my brother <laughs> drank coffee on the way into his. Uh, school every morning, and he did, would hold. Did he go to school in London? Just let me freaking. Finish. Okay. <laughs> he Go would ahead. drink his coffee, and I would shift the car for him from the passenger seat. Okay. Well, so, then I see no reason not to do it. So yeah. you should be able to do it. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it in London. I mean, that's like no. it's like going. No. I'll, I'll just take my first time driving around Manhattan. No, I, I want him to do it. I, mean, I want on. you to do it in London. <laughs> I want you to learn everything you can possibly learn about drive. In fact, make sure you're driving in rush hour. I want to see it. All right. Well, and make sure I'm standing at a street corner when you're doing it, because <laughs> I want to witness every second of it. Uh, let me go to some other calls. These are people with some ideas of uh, what to do. I'm going to go to John. Hey, John, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the Bob Out 2 Debacle. Hey, you nailed oh, it. 
Nice job, John. All right, what do we? What do we? Do you want? Uh, it says here you got some. You want something for Steve to see? Oh, Steve, you gotta go to the London Dungeon. The London Dungeon is like a combination roller coaster, log flume, wax museum of all the horrific stuff that has ever happened in London. Ever. Uh, the London Dungeon. Okay, you're, you're talking my language. Um, uh, Kathy, is this where this attraction that you're going I to think is so. at? Yeah. Okay, so maybe you I'm maybe, pull it up. Um, all right, so John, yeah, and it's sort of like, it's, is it where where is it in relation to say like Big Ben or the that I general? Right down, I, I was there 15 years ago, but it's like right downtown, and and everybody there knows about it. The London but Dungeon. I, yeah, it's fantastic. You will love it. All right, huh. man. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. Have fun. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Somebody just pulled up a uh, a, a portrait. Those are people waiting in line, press. That looked pretty cool. Um. All right, hey, that yeah. looks, it looks like uh, some torture. It and, says, guaranteed to be a scared. Guaranteed to be a scared. Yeah, Steve, that is what he was talking about. It's the London Dungeon. That's what, what I sent you, that link. All right, and Expedia says, amazing. All right, Casey, here's amazing. somebody who drove in uh, in England for a week. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So I went over to England for work uh, probably like two years ago, and I flew over at night like I, what everyone does, and I was... I can never sleep on flight or on plane, so I was dead tired. Yep. So I got the rental car and I started driving. I kept dozing off, and then all of a sudden I hear this boom, 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 and I look in my rearview mirror and I see all these cars on the right hand or left hand side, and all their mirrors broken off. <laughs> so I stopped for a second, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what to do," so I just took off. <laughs> so you, That's why they love us over there. I'm sorry, you said I suggest what? Oh, he hung up. He, yeah, him. he was a bad connection. Uh, I drove, it wasn't the opposite side of the road, but we're, anywhere you drive where you're not used to another country, yeah. it can be just different enough, even if you're driving on the, the right side of the road, because we're driving in Norway, and we're driving in this small town, and all of a sudden, I go, oh my God, I'm in someone's yard. <laughs> Seriously? There was a little sidewalk really? that ran through their backyard, <laughs> just wide enough for the van I was driving to fit on, I'm like... I'm not on a road anymore. Yes. And I'm just like, we need to get the hell out of here. Same. I, they, they might hang people out here for doing this. I don't yeah. know. Same thing. <laughs> now, in Switzerland, which is the same, you, you drive on the right side, same yeah. deal, traffic circles, the whole deal. Yeah. There was one point where I was clearly, I don't know where I was, yeah. but it wasn't a road. Mm. I might have very well been in someone's living room. Yeah. I have no idea. That, and I, I just oh, backed up, and, I'm, and thankfully nobody noticed. <laughs> I don't know where the hell it was. Yeah. I could not determine street or sidewalk yeah. or what. And and in these older cities, too, you get much narrower streets. Yes. Yeah. And it can be very, very hard to traverse. Yeah. I want like, I want to drive a like a, a an old like a real England English looking car England looking car. Yeah, I want you to need drive, yeah. what you need is a really difficult to handle <laughs> with a no power steering or power brakes. All of a it. stand the whole deal that you. In fact, if you have to crank it to, yeah. to get it going, uh, and I think you, you need to be doing it while you're eating your fish and chips. Yes. And then, and and at the height of rush hour. <laughs> all right, but uh, all I ask is that make sure that I'm there to see it. I will make sure you're okay. right there on the side of the road, uh, out of harm's way. Uh, you, out of harm's way. Uh, to but see. I'll be there with the basket to pick up all the side views. By the way, Steve, uh, I saw that the London Dungeon is one walking mile away from our hotel. For but, you, but, but for you as well. That's uh, so we're going. So I do know how to drive stick shift. I taught myself. I've been driving. I know how. To, I've, I've known how to drive sticks since I was 16 years old. I when was the last myself. time you drove? Uh, stick shift. That's a good question. Mm, it's been a couple of years. All right. Um, what was the last time you drove stick shift in the left lane? Uh, never. Uh, but I do have a stupid question. Yeah. All right. Um, 
are to distinguish it because the steering and everything is on the opposite side of the car. Is the gas pedal and the brakes still I'm not on the sure same? About, I'm not sure about the pedals. I was okay. thinking the same thing, Casey. I do not know. I believe the it's the same configuration. I think Casey. it's probably your right foot controls the accelerator. Your elbow controls the gas. Right. And <laughs> if you, your head, there's a, there's a, on the, old, to the right button. is a button that sticks yeah. out above the door. <laughs> is that the brakes? Yeah, that's the brake. For your head. Okay, so you 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 accelerate with your elbow and you brake with your right. head. <laughs> God, why did they design it that way? <laughs> really challenging. Uh, Preston, you didn't drive in the islands at all when you were down there. No. Yeah. In St. John and the British Virgin Islands, American Virgin Islands, you drive on the left-hand side of the road, but you drive mm-hmm. American-style cars, so you're on the, you're driving in a normal-like car, an American-like car, but on the wrong side of the road. And it's so the driver's side is on the outside as yeah. opposed to the center line. Which is odd, especially yeah. when you're making turns. Do you yeah. know what, Left Nick? turns and right turns are challenging, and, and it really throws off your perception. Yeah. Nick, what always comes to mind, and, it, and, it, and I, I, I just... I always think of that, and it's the truth, Matthew Broderick in Ireland. Yeah, it's, it's and, messed up. And killed, killed a mother and a daughter. A Jeez. lot of people don't don't know this, but, yeah. uh, and, and it, you know, because you, we, we're so used to driving, it's a, a second response. It's just something that's in, instinctive to us. And my fear is I'd be booking along and, and not, you know, and miss, miss something and cause an accident. Uh, Casey, it looks like, uh, yeah, the pedal configuration is the same. Okay. Clutch on the left, brake in the center, and so I got uh, that going gas pedal on the right. Uh, let me go to, now it says Bob here, B-O-V. Is might, that, be, might be Dove. Uh, hi, what's your name? Hi, it's Dove. 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 It Dove. Okay. D-O-V? That's correct. All right, what's up, Dove? Well, if you go into, outside a little bit of uh, of London, there's a place called Camden. Yes. And they have... It's all counterculture there. It looks um, really cool. I pulled up a video of things to do in London, and that's one of the spots I want to check out. It's all these open-air markets and shops. It, that's, exactly. That's, but there's also one place called Cybertown. Um, it's like for anybody who's like doing the raves and everything else, all the the type of uh, like neon clothing and all the things that you see like in the movies, like for they're all getting all bright lit up and everything like that. Um, that's right there in, in the center. That's a very popular place to go to. Um, also, right near it is Covenant Gardens uh, for the market itself. And so you're saying it's it's Camden, you're saying? Or what is it called? Yeah, it's called Camden. Camden. Okay. Cam- yeah. Camden, Camden Market Covenant or Camden Garden. Lock, I think that's is. correct. Yeah. Okay. It's right across the river. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dove, uh, is this the Dove that I was talking to on email? Are you going yes, tomorrow? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving for London tomorrow. Oh, all right. That's pretty great. And you're going out there for the Eagles game specifically, right? That is that is correct. Plus, I have a half a dozen. I lived in Israel for almost 12 years. Half my friends are from uh, that part that moved back to London. So I'm going to be seeing a lot of my old friends and uh, just relaxing for at least two weeks. You, um, vacation needed big time. You know, it's what's wild, though, is, is that the, the there are so many people just, I mean, ever since we announced that we were doing this, the amount of people, and the amount of people who are heading over who don't even have tickets yet to the game. Yeah. Who are just friends. going on happen, by happen to see if they can, by chance, get tickets. I don't know what it is, but but this thing, just be, <laughs> and I'm, maybe, I'm sure you're experiencing it as well. It, I, I had no idea. Steve, let me tell you something. About three weeks before they released the ticket sales for the game on May 1st, I saw, I got um, an, a, uh, an email saying, oh, game in England. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Snap. <laughs> so I called my fiance and I said, I'd like to go to a game, you know, this coming season. She goes, yeah. 
she goes, what game do you want to go to? I said, the Jaguars. And she's like, well, where are they playing? I said, London. <laughs> she goes, you're choking. I said, no. 4.30 in the morning, May 1st, I'm up. I had three computers. I'm an IT guy. I was sitting in front of three computers. At 5.10, the tickets went on sale. By 5.20, I had two tickets. I'm sitting behind the end zone up in Wembley. Wow. And I said, that's it. I, and I didn't even know you guys were going to be doing anything until when you first announced it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I looked at her. I said, we've got to try to get to see you guys there. Yeah, right, well, well, we're going to have options. We'll definitely keep you apprised of, of what's, what's going on. Well, let's give them some yeah. tickets to our live broadcast. Awesome. Nice. Nice. All right. You want to do that, uh, Dove? Oh, hell yeah, son. <laughs> hell yeah, son. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on. We'll get your information. Okay, buddy? Hi, thanks, Preston. You bet, man. This is going to be for Friday aboard the. Uh, do we know if it's the Tatters Hall or Tattershall? It's like Tatter Tattersall. Tattersall. Tattersall, uh, Tattersall Castle uh, Pub on the uh, on the Thames. So uh, we'll we'll get him in there. Awesome. I'll be curious to find out just what why it is named Castle. Castle yeah, since it's a, it is a ship. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's under the. It's Tatt- near the Tattersall no, Castle, like the, the Tattersall umbrella, right? So, oh, like, oh, so the, okay, Tattersall Castle, and then this is oh. Victoria Embankment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay, I see what you're saying. I so, understand. Here, uh, Mike has a suggestion. Hey, uh, Mike. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's happening, buddy? Good. All right, this is for Steve. I know Steve's a big Aston Martin Goldfinger buff. Yes. Uh, if you're over in, in London, now I should have looked up the location of this before I called. So I don't sound like an idiot, but how <laughs> about Prince Andrew's miniature Aston Martin toy car that was specifically built for him in 1966 when the Queen visited the Aston Martin factory because of all the popularity of the James Bond movies? Well, it, it's funny you should bring that up, Mike, because I was, I actually, there was a, 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 a James Bond tour I was looking to take. And of course, wouldn't you know, the tour is not running while we're out there. Uh, oh. But that's okay. It's all right, you know. Uh, but it, it's um, uh, yeah. So anything Bond related is obviously w- well, you know, within um, my um, my desire. But but the uh, I think in this case because it's just a couple of days, stay central to the area. There's more than enough to see and uh, and and to see again. And uh, you, you know, these things start to get impressed. And to your point, if you start to like get bogged down with like planning and it's, it, you have to leave a little bit of fluidity yep. mm-hmm. with a couple of things in mind that you want to do. And then this way you don't get, it doesn't become so hassled and, and harried. Well, and that's why we're going to do a big tour on Saturday, our first yeah. full day there. And that will, that will tease us as to, you know what? We want to do more of that. We, I'd like to go back and, and explore sure. more of that. So we're going to do a, a, a guided tour of a lot of the areas. Thanks for the call, by the way, Mike. So I know that there's an official Harry Potter tour in one of the Warner <laughs> Brothers uh, studios slash um, th- there's something official from Warner Brothers that is Harry Potter related that's there. But I'd love to hear if listeners have suggestions as to, like, for me, other nerdy Harry Potter stuff that might ah. be sort of um, not known, you know, like where – the bank is that they use for Gringotts or whatever. I, I don't know if even that's a, an actual place or if that's okay. a set. I did see. I did see a tour that pertains to that. Okay. Like, and it, it, it is actually that. It's where they went and the actual sites around London that were used yeah. for the various movies that were that stood in for other I'd like to see things. that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to go to Richard, who is from England. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, guys? Doing wonderful. Richard, are you from uh, London? No, I'm not. I'm from the northwest of England. Okay, but so you've spent time in London? I'm sorry? Uh, you've spent time in London? Yeah, my brother used to live there, so I've been there many times. Okay. But, um, if you if you like history, um, I would suggest, um, and it, there's a lot to see in London, obviously, 
and you've been there for a very short period of time. But a couple of things I've I've been listening to so far, let me just run through them. So as far as getting cash concerned, just go to an ATM. Um, that's the best way to get just, cash. Just go to an ATM over there. But what about getting hit with the um, with the with the with the surcharge? It's not that bad. All right. Bad. Wait, I can use my American debit card in an English ATM. Yes. But it has to have that logo on the on the ATM card, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's uh, the logo, Kev? I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> so, so, picture from of spotted box, dick. Yeah. Bank of America had a reciprocal agreement um, where it's pretty much it, transaction free. And, and and usually, Richard, it's the case. ATMs are meant to be used. Uh, you know, most of them are meant to be used at, at, at ATMs around the world. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's got the logo on it, whatever. Yeah. So most of them do. About the driving. So the only thing I would say. <laughs> Driving stick uh, is going to be difficult for you guys, but it's obviously doable. Uh, the only thing I would say is um, be cognizant of the width of your car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, there's the key. Wrap a car up because they, they're looking for the wrong edge of the car. You look into the other side of the vehicle, you've got to know how, exactly how wide your vehicle is. Right? And that, and then the roads are obviously, there's some very precarious roads. And you, uh, as obviously you're from the area, you know to to accelerate with your head and shift with your elbow is one of the most difficult things <laughs> to yeah, do. I mean, you'll find yourself reaching for the car door every time. <laughs> no, I'm, I have no interest in driving at all. No, no I just, yeah. no, yeah. no. I would just, I, I want to have a good time. Are you yeah. getting a Liverpool at all press or no? No, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna make the Liverpool trip. It's it's gonna be too much to try to fit in. So I'll go. I'll go there another time and do an official Beatles, uh, uh, you know, tour of so that's, sorts. That's, that's kind of near where I'm from. I'm from Temple Preston, uh, just north of Liverpool. But uh, Liverpool obviously has its own uh, things to see, a lot of things to see. But in terms of London, I would say um, uh, the Westminster Abbey. I mean, there's so many, uh, so much to see there. It's amazing. It's amazing. It yeah. is. Truly, you know, world. Can I ask what's amazing about it? Because it's a church, right? <laughs> Historically, it's it's yeah. it's just it's, it's like Notre Dame in, yeah. in Paris. I mean, it's a it's a cathedral that's been around for a long, long time with a lot of history, and there are a lot of famous people that are buried there, royalty that's buried there. So, if you're into uh, historical architecture in the heart of a uh, an ancient city, that's a reason to go. Okay. If you're not interested in it, uh, go to a pub. Okay, I'm interested in that. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. they have good uh, warm beer. Okay, uh, cool, Richard. Anything else before we let you go? Um. And just make sure you look right when you're crossing the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, All right. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we're getting it. Uh, we're getting it together. We're working on it. We're gonna. We're gonna be broadcasting Friday and Monday. Uh, Friday this week, Monday next week. Yeah. One quick thing. So you mentioned the pubs. So I'll, I'll send you. There's two pubs there that were like uh, they first opened in like you know the 1500s or something like that. So that might be something cool that you'd yeah. want to see. Well, we might have the proprietor of one of those clubs. It's a uh, uh, pubs. I should say it's Pandy. Koroshi is the manager of the Punch Bowl. It's London's oldest, I'm sorry, Mayfair's oldest pub in that section of London. Do you know what one of the main fascinations for this all as well for me is is the uh, uh, A Christmas Carol is, is, perhaps, is perhaps my favorite book of all time because of just so much, uh, so many reasons. Uh, and, and all the Dickensian uh, aspects of London and, and uh, you know, all of that stuff is is phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. and, and we did, last time we were there, we did the a uh, little bit of a, a Dickens tour. It's wonderful. Cool, yeah. man. Uh, well, we will uh, we'll bring you, listen, on, on Friday, it's going to be us fresh off the plane. Oh, uh, it's going to be stellar. On Monday, <laughs> it will be us experiencing the culture over the course of the weekend and meeting some people 
and uh, a little bit more uh, deep into what we've we've had in, in experiences well, in in life. The only amazing. thing that's yes. giving me any hope is that Rodney's going to be there with us, yeah. and Rodney will be able to make sure that everything runs according. Listen, it's going to be fun, but and in a way, it's it's going to be a test of, of of fortitude. You know, what I'm afraid is is that people are going to call us heroes. Yeah. At the end of this. and it's we'll see what Friday's going to be like. Yeah. Steve, I'm wondering if it's going to if it's going to turn out to be like it was when we were in Ireland and we couldn't find any Irish people. Oh, because we're going to be on a boat filled of people from Philadelphia <laughs> because Green Legion is having a. Uh, a happy hour party. Yeah, except you have four people doing everything they can to get people who live there <laughs> speak with an I accent. So far, I have Timmy Kelly. Oh my God, from Philadelphia coming. Jen Fredericks. Jen Fredericks oh, will be Fox there. Twenty nine. All right. So yeah. it's I'm like, working on something Kathy. cool. I just really hope it, fall, it comes into place. Preston and I at that time it was Marilyn <laughs> Guinness. Hey, we're here for St. Patrick's Day. Where are you from? Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you? Top of the morning to yeah. you. Where are you from? Yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, we're from Holy Spain. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All right. Uh, anyhow, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And we have a, a trip to Vegas to give away. Ooh, that could be yours. I'll get to the details a little bit. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Do you want the most important purchase of your life to be based on your negotiating skills? Not the case at Steven Singer Jewelers. You are guaranteed to get the perfect price every day. They make the experience of buying an engagement ring easy with no BS. Check him out at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, when I want to relax, you know that I go to Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. Whether you want a rejuvenating massage or a refreshing facial, Hand and Stone is the place to go. Introductory massage or facial start at just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com or one of their over 50 locations in the Delaware Valley. Restrictions apply. See spa for details. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, can I do a quick uh, short out? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have two of them. This is from uh, Brendan Stewart. said, I ran into a New Jersey State Trooper in Wawa at the end of the summer. And the ones that patrol the Garden State Parkway all listen to your show. Can we get a big thank you short out to these fine troopers? Of course. We're short for you guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate the... Uh, the That's awesome. Troopers. I love that. Here's another one that says, hey, my name is Kristen. Uh, my fiance, Tim Gerstley. Uh, one year ago, we settled on our first home. Our first home. One year in one year, we get married. As of October twenty second, he is uh, one year smoke free. This year has been a roller coaster, and I just want to thank you all for always being by my side and working your absolute hardest. I love you. I am now an avid podcaster listener because of all the stories you used to tell me about your show. You guys are hilarious and you rock. By the way, bucks go all the way, Kathy. <laughs> so a shard out uh, is for your fiance Tim. So here you go. Thank you very much. Doing my best to catch up on. You're doing a good job. Shout outs. By the way, there's a new Daily Rush video that's up. I was just handed this. It is the Tony Bennett poop app. (laughs) San Francisco has a new app all about poop, and Tony Bennett wants you to check it out. So you can watch us now uh, at PrestonAndSteve.com. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's newest comedy club, restaurant, and bar. There was one that I was watching over the weekend, and I couldn't stop. Steve, it's the Dirty Dancing one. Which one is that now? It's we we were talking about the. uh, the track listing on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Okay. We're talking about uh, most popular soundtracks. And there's a, a moment where you turned into Manthe, <laughs> and the way you said dance, just because you, you go dance or something like that, and I 
just kept hitting. I, I, I moved the cursor back just before where you did it. I kept going back over and over and over and listening to it, and I was just howling with laughter. That's a good sign, to right? To myself. It was great. Yes. My parents uh, drive across the country a few times a year, and they recently drove home from Colorado. And so I told them that if for whatever reason, we'd had a bunch of great shows in a row, and if they needed some entertainment on the drive to download the pod- podcast. So they did. And um, my father, Steve, was Uh-oh. dying at Tony Bennett. And I, I, he said, I don't know why. I don't know why it got to me, but he really, really enjoyed And he's, I think maybe because it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and so uh, so uh, my my dad loves Tony Bennett. So Excellent. Keep but, up the good work. By the way, so San Francisco leads the country in human poop. Uh, but there's another city that's got the worst as far as dog poop goes. Oh, yeah? And I saw this, oh. yes. It was now Rover.com. A website that you can use to find a pet sitter and dog walkers and things like that. They've oh. say, they, they've estimated the city. Are we talking globally? Or are we talking? Uh, this is in the United States. Oh, in the United know. States, worst city for poop. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I'm, may I guess? Yeah, please. Is it Manhattan? It is not. Okay. So. Okay. I I would assume because it just it doesn't seem like a whole lot of green space. Right. I don't know if it's Philadelphia or not, but I know Marissa's got a story. She'd stepped in dog poop the other day <sighs> on the city street. In the city? Mm-hmm. What um, happened, Marissa? Uh, yesterday morning, uh, no, uh, Saturday morning, I was um, going out and, you know, I wasn't having a great morning, so I went to get a, a coffee and a bagel and just walking and someone was walking really slow in front of me. I was actually right in front of WMR's uh, first studio on Rittenhouse Square and and so I tried to like jet out around them um, and go in the street while I was walking on the curb, and I literally slipped on something as if I had slipped uh, on like a patch of ice. Oh no! Wow! I took two more steps and realized that I had stepped in a huge hunk of dog crap. Ew. But it was like gooey, like it wasn't it was a glob of it. It was a glob of it. Like the person probably couldn't even pick it up, and that's why it was there. What did it taste like? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what were you going to say? Uh, uh, I thought it was going to be a worldwide list because uh, the dog crap in Paris is a serious problem. It's legendary. Like, yeah, really? Yeah, they, every morning really? somebody goes out with a hose. Yeah. And it, it, like, outside of all these shops and they have to, they hose it down. And it's Steve, I mean, Casey, I think it's partially partially because a lack of green space. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that, Nick, because I was walking down the street and I, I grabbed some napkins. I tried to get off my shoe. I couldn't. I live in an apartment building, so I didn't want to walk it into my apartment. And then uh, I passed by a gentleman who was power washing the sidewalk on Market Street, and I asked him to clean off my sneaker. Wow. And he happily obliged. He did. That's great. So that made my day. So they it became libertards. Uh, all right. So the number one uh, city in the country for dog poop is Chicago. Oh, my kind of town. Exactly. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Chicago. Uh, so they are Chicago, Seattle, and Denver have more dogs pooping than uh, any other cities. Denver. Honestly, what what an affront to everyone <laughs> if you don't pick up after your dog. It's just disgusting. Mm. Uh, you know what? And so we are dog owners now. Yeah. Do you pick up dog poop in your yard? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I do because I don't. I don't want to. Um, you know, I want to. I just scoop it. I, just to keep it clean. I don't want to have a. I, I, some people keep like an area that they'll quadrant off, and they'll, their dogs will go there. Mm-hmm. But in the yard, I um, yeah, I, I go out and we we just bag it up. It's just a Chelsea. Yeah, I don't. We just it's just out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How much would you? So yeah, but you, have, you have a pretty big yard. Dogs, yeah, yeah. My no. kids play in the yard, so that's why. That's okay. The only reason is I, I just don't want them tracking it into the house. Understood. And, um. And we never did growing up, uh, you know, after a while, the rain or whatever would wash it all, I guess, into, yeah, into gonna, the grass. The rain washes it away. Um, and But I, I don't know. And so we never did. And I don't recall ever 
really it being a problem where, you know, I was stepping in it all the time or anything yeah. like that. Well, we, but... used, we, we, we had a great Dane. The great Dane would <laughs> oh go in, in a section of the yard. Yeah. But eventually we'd have to go and take a shovel and collect it all up and, like, you know, put it in a hole because... That's some big ass crap. Those yeah. are huge turds. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't have a fence or an electric fence, so I we have to. So walk, goes to the neighbors. So we have to walk the dogs and um, the. Uh, so you have to clean it up all yeah. the time. Yeah. And you know it's it's funny because I was um, having this conversation with my mom the other day because she was she, she grabs in the yard. No, oh. but she says that <laughs> on trash day. Well, she might. I don't listen, know. I'm I sorry. Listen, we have when to you get to you. be an age, you can do whatever you yeah. want. She can do whatever she wants. I just wants. want to let you know my mom poops in the yard. <laughs> so it's just easier that way. As long as we all understand, I just want you. To, don't be shocked. No. no. If you see her squatting, no. And we'll just try to keep it in our yard. But she did notice that for some reason on Tuesday, you know, we have trash day on Tuesday and Friday, that if she doesn't get the trash cans into the house, somebody, and for some reason this really chaps her ass. Okay, you told me about this, yes. This does not bother me. Okay, do um, tell. But somebody will walk their dog in my neighborhood and they will drop their dog filled dog poop bag in my empty trash can. Is it properly bagged and sealed correctly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now listen. But it's all the time? Well... I mean, it happens quite a bit, and, you know, listen, the only reason, you know, I go, okay, well, just carry it home. Like, you're going to be home in, like, ten minutes, five minutes, you know what I mean? So just carry it home. It doesn't bother me. I understand why it bothers my mom. To me, it's not that big of a deal. Yes. Especially because we have a couple of trash days a week, so it's not like it. And and we have dogs that we put our own poop bags in the trash, so it's not like... You know what I mean? And, And I've done something similar where I'll drop it into a full trash can that, you know, hasn't... Where the trash men haven't come and picked it up yet. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you my opinion on that. I, it wouldn't bother me mm-hmm. if somebody else did that, but I wouldn't do it myself. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I, I don't have a problem if you got the plastic bag and there's poop in it. I don't have a problem carrying it around. Yeah. You're not you know? like. Because when we do take our dog for a walk, that I will obviously, I will clean that up. I just don't do it in our yard. Yeah. So in your yard. Uh, yeah. No, I can see that. I, but, just, I, if it's the thing I would have an issue I'd prefer that over someone just letting the dog crap and not doing anything about it. Right. You know, yeah. and then at least they, 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 they bag it up properly and, and uh, you know, uh, seal the bag. Somebody texted in and said, what about those a-holes on walking trails who leave dog crap on the side in a green bag? I hate those people. I don't know what that, what it's, is that? They take the time to bag it. Yeah. It's, I guess it's a biodegradable bag. It's, it's marked, you know, it's a green bag. So I guess they think they're doing people a favor by bagging it. But then they leave it on the side of the trail. It makes no sense to me. Why not, once you've bagged it, carry it to the next receptacle yeah. and toss it? But I've seen it more often than I would like to have seen it. Here's, here's what I do. So when I go, like, I go, I go hiking with uh, Bell's Mill Road, I'll go in. If the dog goes immediately, uh-huh. I will, she'll go. I'll, the, I'll, I'll seal up the bag. I put it in a spot where I know, because there's no garbage can there to, to, to dispose of it of. Right, right, right. So I'd have to cross back over the street. So when I come back around, I know that it's there. I right. go pick it up and then I put it in the garbage can as I'm leaving the parking lot. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, no. But I agree with you. It's also I believe if the if the if the dog is going to go well within to the woods where a deer is taking a dump, yeah, you don't funny. have to Are bag you, it. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think anywhere, nature, yeah, except directly on a walk on your trail. neighbor's breakfast table. No, right. any, anywhere at in the you know because we went we went hiking yesterday yeah. in uh, Evansburg State Park and uh, if if I. If they poop anywhere outside of the, the, the actual pad. walking trail, yes. that's fine. That's it's the woods. Uh, raccoons crap it's there. crapping all over the Squirrels place. Squirrels crap there. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually found when I was taking my dog for a walk yesterday, somebody had left their green bag on my neighbor's lawn. Now, if it wasn't my neighbor himself or herself, then 
Why would you do that? Yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense no, at all. That's, that's stupid. not cool. Here's a text, Casey. says, yes, Casey, I'm on your mom's side. I don't care. I don't want dog crap baking in my trash can for days or a week. That's from uh, John, who was checking it. Yeah, so. I, so but if John has a dog, or you know, I or, think that might dogs. that might make a difference. Yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a dog, so I'm not sure. Yeah, like if I, I didn't have a dog, it's like, dude, I, I don't, I don't currently have poop in my can. I won't have poop in my can, so I don't want your dog's poop in my can. <laughs> right? However, it is a trash can, so. <laughs> but it's your, I know, but it's it's your, your trash can. Yeah, no, trash and I, I understand that. I, I would, I, you know, would it be better, Kathy, if, if if someone put a bag of poop in your in your garbage can, but also gave you a dog? <laughs> just so, it, just so hey, that you can you're going to have you, more anyway. Here's, some, here's somebody with a little practical suggestion. Dog poop in the bag in the winter is great. Perfect hand warmer and free. Oh, my uh. God. I hate that. <laughs> By the way, that, the it's like it is so because we uh, we just use plastic shopping bags a lot of the time, uh, and you have to your it's like glove, you know, and you pick it up and it's so warm and squishy, mm, 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 so good and nice and tender. You know what I do? I just use my regular gloves to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's so warm, Preston. Yeah, this way, I don't have to use those heating packs. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, there's there's people that are mixed on the uh, on the dropping it in your trash. Well, thing. all right. So what about drop? All right. So suppose I'm taking my dog for a walk on a Monday night, and somebody's and trash day is on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So and I have a bag with me. Yes. And there is a trash that is going to be thrown out the following day. So it's not like it's an empty can that's just going to end up back in your garage. It is going to be thrown out anyway. What about dropping a bag? I think that's fine, but I think it ultimately, if if if. It wouldn't bother me, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, right. you show deference to the people whose garbage can it is. Like, like I, I feel bad. Would you feel bad if you've just finished a soda and you're walking past someone's garbage can and you how, throw the cup in? And how, I would No, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I, how, I would totally do but that. But how difficult is it to walk with, with a little, it weighs next to nothing. You're wearing, you know, a, a plastic bag in your hand. Or, is it, or are you so disgusted by the fact that there's poop in there? Right. No, I agree I with know. you. It doesn't chap my ass the way it does my mom. But, like, I also, I'm, I'm with you, Preston. She's, a, she's I wouldn't the do I see you out here, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> well, what do you do with the cups of dog urine that you collect? I drink those. <laughs> like that woman we saw in the video. Let me go to, I have a few calls. Let me go to uh, Lionel. Lionel, you're on the air. Uh, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, I don't, you know, the, the trash can is one thing, but live in the city and your your blue recycling bin is out there. They drop it in there and you got to carry it back in your house. Oh, that's wrong. true. You're bringing your recycling bin back into the house. No, I can completely see why you'd be furious with that. Yeah, I mean, you put out you put out the, the trash in uh, plastic bags, but uh, the recycling bins just like open season out there. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole different animal when you're dealing with the city. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Mm-hmm. The, those those recycling bins go back into the apartment. Yeah. And by the way, this is a real essy subject. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. All right, thanks, Lionel. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Did you say icky? Essie. Essie. Yeah. Oh, essie. Like as we're talking about yeah. it. Yes. Hey, whatever happened to the day where you just let your dog crap in, in your neighbor's yard and you just kept on walking? Remember, like, back in the day? <laughs> picking up your dog crap is, is like a new trend within the last decade or two, right? <laughs> I remember. Uh, and Nick, you're with me, right? Uh, we did not do it nearly as often as kids. It, I don't think it was as, um, as mandated 
uh, in the 80s as it is now. It, now it's social norm. You pick it up wherever it's you criminal, go. criminal, too. Uh, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll receive a fine. Yeah, I'm sure that you probably could get fined back in the day, but it just didn't seem like everybody uh, expected you to do it, and, and now it's it's pretty much common practice. Yeah, the dogs that, that when, when I was growing up, the dogs we had were kind of free-roaming. They you know they lived outside a lot, yeah. as well as cats, and, <laughs> and you were just, what they did, you know, on their own was what they yeah. did. We didn't actively go out and walk them. They'd just stay out all day. Yeah. We you have know. one cat that the a, a vet our a vet told us you you probably need to let this cat out because all, otherwise all our animals stay inside they they live longer and they're they're not susceptible to things well except for the dog but the uh, um, this this cat comes up to the door like and is like you can see like, I gotta go to the bathroom I gotta go to the bathroom like the will not go to the bathroom yeah, outside, the outside comes inside to go to the bathroom. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Preston. Good morning, all. What's up, Dave? Uh, Yeah, you can't throw anything in someone else's trash can. It's called theft of service, and it is a criminal offense. (gasps) No way. Theft of service. Well, technically, he's right. It is because they they pay to have their garbage hauled away, and and you're you're... exactly right. You cannot go up to the dumpster at the local Wawa and put your construction trash in there (laughs) or the trash from your home. Now, uh, speaking of Wawa, they are kind enough to offer trash cans at the gas uh, dispensaries. Mm -hmm. So you can put trash from your garbage or from your car, rather, in there. But you can't just open up someone's trash can and throw your soda in there, Casey, or your bag of dog poop. It is theft of service. And if your camera, if your neighbor catches you on camera and calls the police on you, don't be surprised. Are you? Um, I, I believe that legally, yeah. uh, it's the one rare case where uh, where vigilante justice is allowed. <laughs> yeah. you, oh, absolutely! You can hunt them down. Dave, are you as a lawyer? The law. You can take that poop and a bag of your own human feces and yeah. put that in someone else's yard if you want. Are you a lawyer? I, no, not. Have you sued someone? <laughs> are you a sewer? Am I a sewer? No, I'm more the suey. <laughs> you got a pretty right. mouth, boy. Interesting, Dave. You know, I think that on a on a technical point, you are correct about it, that. Yeah, he's right. He's right. It is very true. I have done uh, actually call the police on people for using uh, dumpsters at commercial sites. I'm okay. a commercial building contract. And in fact, on, on, on a lot of dumpsters on commercial sites, it'll it'll tell you the law. It'll state you're in violation if you use that dumpster to throw out your own garbage. Dude, yep. I had a stinky Thanks, raccoon, Dave. dead raccoon in my backyard that um, I, I, I like triple, maybe quadruple bagged, and then I drove it. To a dumpster somewhere. A drive-in. <laughs> no, and I literally, I had to, I drove with my hand out the car window for holding a, the bag. Holding the bag. It's it stunk so bad. <laughs> so I didn't, I, I didn't want to. just, I didn't want to put it in my trash can because it would. It would have you think you could do house. that in London? Welcome to I Delaware County. Yeah. Holding the dead raccoon up. You the didn't window. know what was in the bag <laughs> unless you were. Are you supposed to take it to, uh, to take like my a, dead raccoon out for a drive? To animal <laughs> services or something? Like if you find a de- dead raccoon or you. And in right. your backyard, are you supposed to do something per the law? So I called. It's a good question. Well, I called an animal control service. Dead raccoon service. They told me to do that. They told you to drive it they to were a like, yeah. you hold it outside the window. Mm-hmm. To the Wawa dumpster. They were like, just, you know, go chuck it somewhere. Like, go okay. chuck it in the Wawa dumpster. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, you had called. Who did you call? Uh, Ghostbusters. No, uh, I called. <laughs> I knew that. Was, I, I knew it. <laughs> 
I didn't say who you're going to call. Yeah. Who that did you call? But no, anyway. I called Animal Control or some number like that. I don't know. It was like <laughs> okay. a year ago. Oh, uh, Lindy Law. Oh. <laughs> <I called laughs> Lindy, Lindy Law. I called Cordell and Cordell. What the hell are you calling us for? <laughs> we don't do raccoon litigation in your state. <laughs> but my lawyers. Uh, <laughs> no one wants a dead raccoon in their yard, but when you do have one, so let's say a uh, you know a, a full size deer comes in and somehow or another croaks on your, on right, your land, right. commit suicide. Uh, it commits suicide on your land. You need to get rid of it, but it's a little more than you can handle. You drag it to your neighbor's Who yard, you pretend like call? nothing happened. Yeah. Well, I, because you're you're dealing with a biological yeah hazard, mm-hmm. so dangerous. Yeah, right. So I, I believe animal control uh, would extract that. From your yard, would it, or are you responsible for getting it out of your yard? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could call the warden, uh, game warden, and they they might be able to help you out because I mean, you you might have to explain why a dead animal's on your property, especially if it's out of season or something. Like when I was in New Hampshire this past summer, we grabbed some ice cream at this little shop, and behind that ice cream shop was a dumpster. And I swear to God, the business owners had their own homemade sign that basically said you mother effers yeah i mean it said mother effers if you this is not your trash can we i and i wonder i don't know if it had like a uh, like a physical violent threat on it but it it was very very they were very vocal. They've had it the happen they, enough times. Enough times ago. This is not your trash can. Okay. Hold on, let me go to John. Uh John, good morning. Oh, Steve, I want my country back. <laughs> you want your country back. What's up, John? I want my country back from people that believe human feces in people's trash cans. Let, 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 me, let me elaborate. So I lived in Philadelphia for college. I went to LaSalle. And we, I lived in one of the row homes off the streets. And we had a lady who had a kid that they would put used diapers full of human feces in our trash cans. And it got so bad so we had to put our trash cans in the in our in our um our garage. The people then broke into the garage, no. put their 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 full, they? full diapers in our trash cans, John, and 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 then closed the door. Just a quick question. Just a quick what? question. Were they putting the used diapers inside, say, like a plastic bag, or were they just no, taking they the were used? Not. The, the diapers oh were mostly open. That's and disgusting. That, Horrible. They, they left a open used diaper on the front windshield of my car. I filed the complaint with the city. They did absolutely nothing. Is it, like, is it possible that's the way they welcome people to the neighborhood? <laughs> they, they were very annoying. They were always were having noise complaints against them. I don't like... This is so frustrating. It was beyond disgusting. I mean... Listen, yeah, that, it, 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 that, it, that's that's these are these are lunatics. Yeah, you were dealing with. this isn't yeah. like that's a... That's not um, normal. It, yeah, these guys just didn't like you. You know what I mean? Like, so this wasn't like a uh, bad etiquette thing. This is like... Fortunately, I, they were raising <laughs> children. Thanks, John. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. We used to have the diaper genie thing. Um, oh, dude. What is yeah, that? Dear Lord. Don't. It's a receptacle that you could put... Yeah, I know. I realize it was <laughs> stupid after a while. You could put used diapers in, and it would, like, almost individually wrap them. Like and, a sausage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sausage yeah. full of d- mm, dirty What's in diapers. here? What's a, an empanada. And then they'd sit there for a little while and eventually take them out and you put them in the trash. And when you would take them out and put them in the trash, it's just, oh. Stench of death? Oh, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> Jesus. It's better than not doing it, I guess, but it's just, Steve, it's it's a contraption that's made to yeah. use the contraption. Did it yeah, at least give you three money. wishes, Preston? It should have, please. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, they make them for, uh, uh, for cat litter too. Yeah. That yeah. Like that. And, uh, yeah. Anything that, anything that deals with poop that has the word genie attached to it is horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
All right. Well, anyhow, Chicago is the number one city for dog Chicago! poop. Chicago. I didn't check on London. I don't know how that is. It's got to be. It's got to have issues as well, like any major metropolitan. They call area. them biscuits. Biscuits. Uh, anyhow, we need to take a break. I want to do that uh, when we come back in a moment. We have some interesting information about a job fair. It's very cool. It might be pretty cool. It's always good to hear about uh, places that are going to be hiring, and uh, this one has some ties musically and, and uh, performance wise. So we'll get to that in a second when we come back, as well as another run of the bizarre files. Still got some great stories for you. Be back in a minute. Birthday bucks part two. Proving you can have your cake and eat it too. Our congratulations in order to you. They are indeed. Just want a thousand dollars. What are you gonna do with that dough, by the way? I'm gonna spend it. That's the spirit girl. You're our thousand dollar winner. Woo! I love it, man. I love it. Not as much as I love it. (laughs) It's your shot to win a thousand dollars cash five times a day each weekday. Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. when we announce that hour's winning keyword. Enter it via the newly revamped MMR app on your fancy thinking phone or at WMMR.com. You've got until 15 minutes after the hour to get in. One random entry will be picked to win a thousand bucks. MMR's Birthday Bucks Part 2. Five times every weekday at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Sponsored by Sprouts Farmers Market. Now open in Broad and Washington. Complete contest rules available at WMMR.com. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All righty, we will get into the B-File stories first. Got to let you know, brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts. Fuel up this fall at Dunkin' with any $2, with $2 any size coffee, iced coffees. Uh, From 2 to 6 p.m., try any of Dunkin's delicious flavors like maple, pecan, or pumpkin. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. May have caught this story, man. It's pretty wild. An Arizona man survived two days trapped alone in an abandoned mine shaft with rattlesnakes. He killed. I hate snakes. He killed three of the snakes while waiting to be discovered. John Waddle, who is 62 years old, was lowering himself into a hundred foot gold mine shaft when his equipment broke. Said a friend who found him. Wow. Mr. Waddle broke both his legs and survived for 48 hours in no food or water. Emergency teams worked for over six hours to remove him from the abandoned mine and airlift him to the hospital. Terry Schrader, a friend of the victim, told local media that Mr. Waddle had called him on Monday to tell him that he was going to into the mine uh, to look for gold and precious metals and asked that he check on him. If he had not returned by Tuesday. Okay. And on good Wednesday, plan. Yeah, Wednesday he had arrived at the mine, which is on Mr. Waddle's property, 90 miles northwest of downtown Phoenix. He said, as I pulled up my truck, I could hear him screaming, help, help. The mine was in a remote location with no cell phone service, so he had to drive out of the desert uh, to call emergency officials. Uh, he had said he figured that the carabiner broke, and he supposedly fell about 50 feet. Whoa. Which uh, he could have easily died from that. Another friend, uh, Mike Belowski, said that he believes Mr. Waddle killed the rattlesnakes because he was hungry. Uh, he described him as an experienced miner by trade and said that he spoke to him in the hospital. Uh, there are 13 different types of rattlesnakes that can be found in and around Arizona. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, officials had to use hundreds of feet of rope to rig a pulley system in order to lift Mr. Waddle out of the shaft. As he was raised to the surface, local media said that he could be heard screaming in agony. Mountain Rescue, uh, Jesus. The Mountain Rescue Posse commander called it a very challenging operation. 
Uh, he was found to be severely dehydrated but able to speak and had suffered possible ankle and leg fractures as well as friction burns oh. to his hands likely caused by gripping the rope. He fell f- basically five stories into the, ho- yeah. the hole there, so the fact that he's even alive is a miracle. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so when we're in London, we'll have to stop by Tesco. Tesco. It's a grocery store. Yes. Well, a Tesco worker has uh, taken the supermarket to court after a colleague farted in his face. Oh, no. Yeah. Atif Masood wants over 20,000 pounds for the harassment and racial discrimination he allegedly suffered at the branch in South London. He said the farting amounted amounted to bullying and uh, he has not received an apology from the supermarket which he claims failed to investigate his complaint adequately. Is the supermarket obliged to uh, to apologize for a co-worker's fart? Uh, Tesco is disputing the claim. Uh, Mr. Masood, who has worked for the chain since 2006, said that he was targeted because he is a Muslim. We have the number one fart barrister working on this case. Uh, Tesco disputes the claim even though they uh, reviewed uh, security footage and found sufficient evidence to support his allegation after reviewing the footage. So there's video proof of the fart. Yeah. Mr. Masood said that he had received derogatory messages and was insulted with comments including Muslims are terrorists and that he was called a liar. He said that he was a victim of unwanted conduct which had the purpose uh, or effect of violating his dignity or creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating, and humiliating and or offensive situation. Hmm. And then the act of breaking wind in the claimant's face, a smelly environment for him because of his race. Of course. Uh, a hearing is going to take place next year. So he says going to get his say. Farted in his face on purpose and he did it out of malice. You shouldn't do that. Heather and Clark Ensminger breathed sighs of relief when their loss uh, sighs of relief when their Los Angeles bound plane took off from Florida on time. Their biggest hurdle was now eliminated for achieving their goal of visiting six Disney parks on two coasts in one day. Six Disney parks in one day on huh. two separate coasts. That's amazing. So one in Florida and one obviously in California. They succeeded Wednesday visiting four Disney parks in the Orlando, Florida area and two in Anaheim, California with a 2,500-mile cross-country flight and two time zones in between all within 20 hours. If only they had been able to do Euro Disney. Heather uh, Ensminger said it was incredible, unbelievable, surreal. Adding to the surreal feeling, they said, was the media interest in their Disney pilgrimage after an Associated Press story about their plans was published. As they traveled from park to park, they were bombarded with calls and texts from radio and TV stations and newspapers wanting to know where they were on their journey. A camera crew from Disney World's publicity office tracked them down for an interview, and they were stopped by Disney guests who recognized them from media reports. Oh, my God. I mean, they're like do, celebrities. I do want to watch the sunrise here in, uh, on the uh, uh, Jersey Shore and then watch it set in the same day. On the West Coast, I would like to do that. This is a very, very extreme. Yeah, so that's in your, your bucket list? It is. Sunrise and sunset, just yes, like sir. Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. Tough to pull off. Uh, an American University student, there's a video of him um, shooting vodka into his cheek, injecting it with a needle. Yeah. The clip shows the young man being egged on to carry on the reckless drinking stunt, which involves needles and uh, the needle being stuck into his cheek. It is unclear where the video was filmed, and the student has not been identified. As a means to what end? Will so you get they, drunk off that? Well, so there, the, it goes all the way through his cheek. Oh. Into his mouth, where they just squirt the vodka. Well, that's just stupid. And then you swallow it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you could avoid the whole hole yeah. in your yeah. cheek thing. Just drink it. Um, <laughs> in a mouthful. 
What is clear is that the stunt is very dangerous and should not be tried at home. The footage shows one person injecting the frat boy before he gulps it down. In the background, people can be seen visibly shocked at... We're looking at the video. That's horrible. Then he ate a big heaping bowl of Tide Pods. Uh, despite the pain, the student barely flinches. Uh, the clip was posted... But he's tough, you know. It was posted on Reddit where many pointed out the abject stupidity of the prank. And there you go. That's what I'm going to end with in the bizarre file this morning. Yeah, whatever, dude. Come on, man. Don't need to do that. All right. Uh, our next guest is here because he's got some good news. A couple things. I have music that I'm going to play. I hope this is the version I wanted. Yeah. Right, good job, yeah. We would like to welcome our longtime friend here. He uh, A lot of the events that you go to in and around our area are by his hard work. And yes. we would like to welcome Mr. Ike Richmond. Yeah. Program this morning, Ike. I like turtles. Nice to see you, bud. <laughs> Ike Richmond Productions. Ike Richmond Communications. Communication. Today, I'm here okay. representing Live Nation Philadelphia because we're okay. here to talk about the Met Philadelphia. Yes, the Met is this venue. Give us a little bit of history about well, that, if it, you would please. The Met opened in 1908 as the Philadelphia Opera House. Mm. Uh, Oscar Hammerstein designed it. It became the Metropolitan Opera House, and then. Over the last 30 years, nothing really happened to it. It kind of just sat there abandoned at Broad and Poplar. Eric Blumenfeld decided to uh, redevelop the project, got Reverend Hatcher from the Holy Ghost Church to stay involved with it. And then Jeff Gordon of Live Nation Philadelphia said, hey, let's make this a concert venue. It already has the structure. It was a, the it was acoustics, a, for acoustics sure. Acoustics are amazing. The yeah. sight lines are great. So now we're in the process of restoring this venue, and it will open December 3rd with the legendary Bob Dylan. Any idea how long it remained unused? I think they did church services there. There was a okay. M. Night Shyamalan did a movie in there. Mm. He filmed some scenes. They had drone flying competitions, but really not much happened there okay. for okay. a long time. But now... If you look at the calendar, there's going to be something almost every night and then yeah. church services every Sunday. This is like uh, – it's so cool because just the, the, the pictures that we've seen of just the projections of what it's going to look like were phenomenal. And as we're seeing more and more come out of the area, uh, come out of the building, uh, it has that, that regal, majestic look to it. But again, as we were talking before you, you came on, I mean – that you had a you had a building that was designed to maximize acoustics before there was any sort of electronic amplification of any of any merit and uh, and now you're going to have I mean, I can't think of a more optimum place to see a show. Think of it this way. It's spectacular live entertainment combined with remarkable food and beverage from Brulee Caterers. Mm. We're creating an unparalleled guest experience that will never be seen anywhere on the East Coast. Right. It's remarkable what you're going to see. So there's a job fair coming up. You're going to give us the details on that. And just for, but before that, how many, what seat venue is this? This uh, is a 35-seat, 100-seat venue. Wow. Yes, yeah, That's me. cool. Which is... That's a great level. That's that's big enough to make it exciting, but small enough to make it to make go, my God, I'm too damn far well, away. Well, think about what's happening in Philadelphia, what Live Nation is putting together. We are grooming talent and growing it with the fan base here. A band could go into the Foundry or the Fillmore, gravitate towards the TLA, then over to the Met, and then eventually to the Wells Fargo Center or Camden or Festival Pier. We're really creating a footprint for developing acts throughout Philadelphia. Yeah, that's actually an interesting idea because you, you, you can actually, you can ascend your career ladder at the, and and no and where you are at the various venues will indicate how far along you are. And two that you mentioned, like the the Fillmore and the Met. I, I'm so proud of Philadelphia for taking existing venues, not knocking them down, but just rehabbing them, renovating them, and making them, bringing them back to their glory. I mean, the Fillmore really could have just been 
a parking lot at some point, you know, and but they kept it and they redesigned it and they opened it and now it's a great music venue. It's spectacular and, and we're using the word restoration because this is really a historic building, the Metropolitan Opera House, and I, and I hope all of you get to come in soon because we're, we're getting ready for a grand opening December 3rd, but I want you to see it. And, and Steve, you mentioned the v- sight lines are spectacular. I think when they acoustically designed this, this is before amplification, yeah. it was designed for an opera singer to stand at center stage and when they started singing, you would hear it in every single seat within the venue. So it's acoustically designed for perfection. And just a footnote, the uh, Philadelphia Orchestra used to record their albums in the Met. That's how spectacular it's amazing. So, so, and Dylan, is, his first performance will be La Boheme? Or what is he doing? Uh, I think he's going to actually do Bizet's Carmen. Carmen. Uh, 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 well, that was actually the first here. show ever in the Met was November 17th. Really? Wait, was Carmen. Wow. No kidding. All right. So what type of workers So uh, I'm the glad, Met looking I'm for? I'm glad you asked yeah. because we want people to join the team. We're looking for event staff, ticket takers, uh, box office personnel, VIP hosts. We'll have event cleaners. We'll have supervisors, superintendents. Brule is going to be hiring beverage porters, waiters, waitresses, bartenders, and all kinds of utility workers and runners. So there's something for everyone, and we're looking for over 200 positions. The job fair is this Friday and Saturday. Okay. Friday and so, Saturday so where? you can go right now to themetphilly.com and apply online, or you can go to The View, 800 North Broad Street, Friday from 2 to 8 o'clock in the evening, 2 in the afternoon at 8 o'clock in the evening, or Saturday from 10 a.m. until 5. And if you're going to come to the uh, job fair live, please bring your resume and two forms of identification. And you look, I mean, this is honest. Look, there, there's, uh, this is a sexy, as Preston said earlier, this is a sexy gig. This yeah. is something that you can have that can be fun and fulfilling, and uh, it's a cool, it's a cool job to have. I mean, so whatever level you're looking for, it seems like... It'd be cool to get in there. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great. Imagine telling your friends, I'm going to work tonight. Well, we have Bob Dylan tonight. We have right. Weezer tomorrow. We have Ween next week. Amos Lee's coming in. There's something every night in the Met. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. All right. So we'll make sure that people are aware of that. But the MetPhilly.com for the details, Ike? That is correct. MetPhilly.com or be there live Friday and Saturday at The View 800 North Broad Street. And right. multiple positions uh, available and uh, doing multiple tasks and chores. So that's cool. Yeah. I will see you at the Met. Yeah, Matt. Anything else uh, cooking in your world you want to mention? Or well, tease, or? not necessarily, but okay. some some really great stuff happened here that I don't think people realize. But Adam F. Goldberg called into your show yeah. last week. Yes. And Casey had this great idea. He said, you know, you should work in pulsations. It was a, a great <laughs> yeah. underage club. Well, a guy called in and offered the robot. And I, I talked to Adam last week. They've already filmed the scene. Pulsations <laughs> is in. The robot is in. Yeah. The robot got to California. So the power of Preston and Steve oh will be on there ABC we go. TV. Awesome. Crazy. Man. So yeah. crazy. Adam, Adam is so is so crazy for this stuff. And and, and he was you could just tell he was so excited at the pro, the proposition. This is the robot that actually performed, I think it is by Mitzvah, right? I yes, I think I think the word is crazy, but I think it's more relentless. If you saw relentless. the text, it was get that thing here. Do you think it'll air next season? It'll or? definitely air this season. Okay. I'll get you the air date as soon as it is. It's probably closer to winter or spring. That's awesome. awesome. Excellent. All right, cool. All right, great to see you. Thank Thanks you, guys. Here. See you at the job fair. Good luck with everything, gang. Thanks the so MetPhilly.com. Yeah. And think about it, man. Working in a concert venue like that, you get to see the shows, too, which is pretty damn awesome. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. And our lesson questions up next with some other stuff and a chance to win some things. Stay back. Preston and Steve on 90 WMMR. Well, it was a really short song. <laughs> it was great, though. 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. 
I was trying to play Night Moves by Bob Seger on the guitar. And it was lovely. Yeah, thank you very much. How did it sound? I got to get this guitar out of here because when we take these commercial <laughs> you breaks. Do, you that's my, that's my guitar lesson time. So when and you, I pull up the chord changes and I work on some songs. Are you on this site that has like all three three chord songs? Is that... No, no. I, I've I've learned a couple of more. I know like I know like six or seven chords, and that's it. And a lot of songs are really just three or four tops, and some of them are just your standard major chords. And once you know those, you can play a lot of crap. You can play a lot. Yeah, of, I was going to say you can play a lot of ass. You can you can play a lot of really great songs that have been written over the years. They're not very complex, and they're just kind of fun sing along songs. And I am having a blast doing it. And I got to thank Casey for getting this Martin guitar in here. Well, I got to thank Martin for uh, selling me a, a beautiful guitar. I was wondering if you could do me a favor, though. Can you play me Night Moves by any chance? I was just working on that. Yeah, I know. Can you play it right now? No, or- I'm not. I just started oh, working on it. Come on. I just started I working on it. I think it would be it. a treat for the listeners oh, if shut they could hear up. you listening to an artist uh-huh. in his... What if you could jump in <laughs> an artist. with Amadeus, with Wolfgang... Uh, uh, with with oh uh, Wolfgang Amadeus, Wolfgang Puck Amadeus, At Wolfgang Puck Amadeus, Mozart Leibowitz. Try it. Who's not well known, but still. This is a little too tall. Could have fused a few pounds. Tied pants, pants. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know the words. Hard to renounce. She was a big black beauty. She was a big black beauty. She was a big. She had a big. Large, she has a large penis. Dark hair beauty. She was a... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Points of own sit way up high. Well, I'm high. Sit way up high. Well, I shut away. I shut away. I up high. Yes. I can't. I'm not sitting properly. There you go. Kathy's getting the chills. <laughs> Good, just seeing man. an artist being yeah, born. Hey, this is, you know what I'm thinking of, Preston? Working on the night moves. Or no, night moves. Driving on the night Look, I just started working on Come on now. It was, it was uncanny. Where is it? She was a big black guy with big black hands. Big black hands. She had big black hands. And hair and face and sitting in the sand. Playing in the sand. Jake sand. She like a quicksand. It's a sand that you're sinking. And the night moves. And the bowel movements. All right. That's enough of that. Oh, that man. was good. I think we had something there. I hope we got that on tape. Yeah, Marissa was recording. All right. <laughs> what, were you, what else were you learning earlier? The weight and the something weight else? And, uh, who's, Why does the bumblebee? Who'll stop the rain? Oh, who stopped the rain? There ain't the great uh, Creedence song. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like I, I pulled up a, a site that was like a thousand great classic rock songs. Yeah. And I'll find some songs like, oh, that's, I always like that song. And then I go on this chord call or this website called E Chords. And then I put in the title and then I look and I see if it's got five or six of the chords that I already know how to play. And if it doesn't, then I, maybe I'll take a new chord out first. Can I see, may I suggest something? But it's just for, it's just for, me to entertain myself because it is fun to play music. I enjoy playing music on just a self-entertainment level alone. You you and know you know you're a getting a guitar for Christmas. I I actually bought it. Right. <laughs> I picked it out, I bought it, I ordered it, I got it, 
Why don't you and take it out? And my wife said it's for it's my gift from you because we we do this with each other. Like she'll she'll buy some stuff and go here. Yeah. You're going to give this to me for Christmas, right? Oh yeah, and that way it takes the 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 pain off of us trying to figure right. out what we're going to get for each other, and and it's kind of nice. So. I'm being cool. I'm, all right. It's all right. It's all, all right. good. Why don't you get her something that you know she's going to want to take out right away and say, no, 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 no. I can do it. I have this guitar. Uh, <laughs> you do. It's okay. You know you can make <sighs> that guitar sing. Well, let <laughs> me just say to anybody out there listening who does not know how to play the guitar, um, you can learn. Tough. No, no. You can learn. And I'm not saying that it's not hard, but it's not impossible. No matter how old you are. You can grab it. You can, uh, if you don't have the time to go and take a lesson, you can do what Preston's been doing, and you can get on, on the YouTube, internet and, right? and te- teach yourself. What's that on the on YouTube? There's enough uh, yeah. a, a whole bunch yeah. of instructional videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it used to be your only option was to book lessons with someone, and I still, you know, if you want to take it a, a step further and work with someone in person, highly recommend that. But if you just want to find out if you can even do the basics. YouTube's got it. Borrow somebody's guitar real quick. Fart around with it a little bit. And there, if, if you like it, then take it to the next step. There is an app, so actually, that I got for, for uh, my wife on for the iPad. It's like Simply Piano, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And so she has this electric uh, you know, piano that she's been wanting to learn how to play. You can buy cheap pianos. This, this program, I mean, it's basically you learn to play songs. And through learning to play the songs, you sort of learn... On a basic level where you can enjoy and just have the joy that you're having of playing a few songs, you're not going to become a concert guitarist. You're not going to, you know, you just want to do it for fun. You can really get a lot of pleasure out of it. You want to sit in your house on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever With your jug band. With your jug band and just kind of strum for yourself, then yeah, do that for yourself. What are you going to play? You got the guitar there. It's Casey playing his version. Nice. Wow. Night moves. A little too tall, but he's had big black hands. <laughs> yeah, boy, this chick really had some big black hands. Big used balls. <laughs> big used balls. Big In fact, hands. I'm not so sure really now it was a woman at all. Yeah. Might have been a dude. Just a guy like a big black dude. Yeah, that song's about him losing his virginity. Yes. It's, it's great. Very sessual. It is. Um, by the way, uh, this text says, taking a left turn, how about Kathy Romano's dining room showed on Fox News this weekend? Oh, yeah. I'd heard about that. What? Happened. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, you had a designer do design your uh, wait, dining room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And she was on. Yes. Ah. She showed your dining room. Okay. Yeah. She did like a rendering of what uh, the dining room would look like. Yeah. And I did they that. identify it as Kathy Romano's? I have no idea. Living room? They did. They I did. Don't know. Well, because wow. my wife had seen it. Oh, cool. Um, and. I don't know if she saw it on TV or. And this is Kathy Romano's somewhere. unflushed toilet. <laughs> I'm surprised because she uh, did an entire house for um, Gabe Kapler. So I, I don't know if his was. Welcome sh- back, Cotter? If his was oh, shown as well. But she, uh, yeah, she's amazing. Her stuff is really great. Well, that's uh, that's wild. There was a couple things. That's you, cool. Steven Singer was on Bloomberg. I was my trading spaces was trading on. spaces yeah. on. Oh, Kathy's Kate living Flannery room was on. Uh, Kate Flannery. Yeah, Fox Good or Fox Good Day. <laughs> Fox uh, Sports for the yeah. NFL with uh, Rob Riggle. That was hilarious. What a weekend! What a weekend! Right. Eagles won. No, <laughs> no, they were winning. I saw that they were winning. They Eagles winning. Winning. almost they were won. Winning. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Then the fourth quarter happens. I need to move on. I'm sorry, guys. We got no, to do we have things to do. Today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see uh, Storm Large's crazy kind of love concert with the Philly Pops at the Kimmel Center on Friday, November 9th. 
And Storm's Crazy Kind of Love set features classic rock hits as well as tunes like I've Got You Under My Skin, uh, Somebody to Love, and Forever Young. So it's going to be one of those types of nights. And after it, we'll do a performance uh, question. After falling off the stage during one of her concerts, which instrument did Paula Abdul fall into? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. That's right. After falling off the stage during one of her concerts, which instrument did Paula Abdul actually fall into? And she got stuck, too. It was, And her legs were sticking out, kicking. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. This morning is brought to you by Allstate. With an Allstate agent, you get expert advice and the best coverage for you, plus with new lower auto rates, they can help you save. So call your local Allstate agent today. Are you in good hands? What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Teen Mom OG stars Caitlin and Tyler Baltieri announcing they're expecting a third child. The happy couple says that in a way, the children are not just theirs, they're also the taxpayers. Justin Timberlake has slashed the price on a Soho uh, apartment down to uh, $6.5 million in an effort to finally get it to sell. Timberlake says the place is absolutely tricked out and within walking distance of bankruptcy. So that's pretty cool. Oh, my God. Ariana Grande dealing with her split from SNL's Pete Davidson, spending some time with her family in the Bronx. Grande reportedly often seeks advice from her Aunt Deidre who described her plans to marry Davidson as, quote, one more bullet in the dumb bitch gun. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if you're paying attention. Uh, We're looking for the answer to this question after falling off stage during one of her concerts recently. Which instrument did Paula Abdul fall into? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. How you doing? (laughs) Very good, Jason. What instrument did Paula Abdul fall into? A tuba. Tuba, yes. That is correct, sir. Hang on, Jason. We're going to get your information. We're going to set you up. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to see uh, Storm Large's Crazy Kind of Love concert with the Philly Pops at the Kimmel Center on Friday, November 9th. Storm's, or Storm's Crazy Kind of Love set features classic rock hits. As well as uh, tunes like I've Got You Under My Skin, Somebody Love, and Forever Young. And tickets are on sale at Philly. Pops.org, by the way. So we'll give away more of those tickets throughout the course of the week. Bob Seger's awesome, man. Hell of a songwriter. All right. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you by Delilah's. Delilah's presents Trick or Treat, the 27th anniversary party, Wednesday, October 24th, with uh, guest DJ Cat Nova. Visit Delilah's.com for all of the details. Pearl Jam is investing in a carbon offset project in Alaska, managed by Climco, the American Land Con- uh, Conservancy, and the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, allowing the band to be accountable for pollution that the group created on its 2018 tour. Uh, the project, the first of its kind in the region, is going to help protect the coastal temperate rainforest area of uh, Afognak, an island, and preserve the habitat of important uh, animal species there. Uh, and Stone Gossard, who manages the band's carbon mitigation efforts, said in a statement, as a band, it's important for us to be accountable for the pollution that we create. Since 2004, we've invested in projects around the world uh, to mitigate the CO2 emissions caused by our tours. Uh, the new project will all set an estimated 3,500 tons of carbon dioxide produce, uh, produced I'm sorry, during the uh, band's 2018 tours. 
So they are holding themselves accountable. And it was five years ago today that Nick mm-hmm. got a uh, um, a mention from the stage by Eddie Vedder himself. And uh, we it was, want to relive that. Well, it was P- Matt, Nick, and, and Pierre that yeah. all got a little. Plug. And Pierre said he's going to uh, relive some of that during the sh- his show today. So I think they'll play back some of the audio. So we can if you want to, but. Uh, it's hard to believe five years have already passed by. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was amazing. Took, took the time, and that was, and that was, uh, there was an interview that took place before that. Yeah, so they were in, in town day. for two nights, and the first night, uh, Pierre and McCord got to go back and chat with Eddie afterwards, and asked if they could do the interview the next night, which was five years ago today. And Eddie said yes, and um, we we chatted with him. It was a really cool interview. It was the highlight of my professional career. And what we didn't know was that he was going to give uh, then give the us and the the radio station a shout out from the stage, and he right. did, did just that. We, we'll play the the beginning of this. Play a little bit of yep. this. Here we go. That last one it goes out to uh, to Nick and Matt and Pierre over at the uh, the WMMR radio station. That's me. I believe. That's me. That's me. That was Matt. That's Matt Cord. That was Matt yeah. saying that. That's me. Hey, you can hear that that's in the background. Cool. Listen. That's me. I believe they were. That's me. First ones to play that song. And uh, you're still there. That's really cool, man. It's amazing. Yeah, that was super duper nice of him to uh, to do that. He didn't have to do that. So it was five years ago today. A lot of rumors uh, that there will be a tour, including Philadelphia, uh, in the spring or early summer. So okay. it, it's, it's starting to heat up again. Nice. Slash's former wife of 17 years, Perla Hudson, has opened up in a new interview about the relationship that uh, she shared with the legendary Guns N' Roses guitarist and their protracted divorce. Uh, speaking to the Left Unsupervised podcast, Hudson said... Uh, People ask me, what do I miss most about being married to Slash? I miss my best friend, she said. We were more friends probably than anything, to tell you the truth. She added, so I miss that, and it's just a shame that the reason why we can't have that isn't because of him. Well, at the end of the day, it is because of him. She said it is because he lost that respect and loyalty factor. Uh, But it's also all the other people in his head that that they're all. Everybody's benefiting from this. And other people's insecurities is what keeping us is keeping us apart. She said, "Is the allegation that he cheated?" I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, she said last month slash it says last month that slash and Perla reached it reached a divorce settlement, entitling her to six point six million dollars as well as a hundred thousand dollars per month in spousal support, uh, and uh, thirty nine thousand dollars per month in child support. Uh, she said that the divorce proceedings became nasty and political due to other people and influences. She added, without naming names, other people's interests are benefiting from our sadness and our children's sadness and the destruction of our family. I see it. He sadly doesn't, she said. Uh, she also praised her ex-husband's talent, though, while pointing out that he hasn't always been there for his children in the way that they have expected him to be. She said he is hands down the world's best mother-effing guitar player of all time. But you can't be great at all these other things. And that's more or less what I've been telling my children. It's the same thing. They're like, why isn't our dad there more? Why isn't dad like so-and-so's dad? 
and what have you. Shut up. And the truth is, that's not who he is. He's never going to be that, she said. So that's just her weighing in. She was asked about it, and she told a little bit about their relationship. Nine Inch Nails main man Trent Reznor was asked in a new interview about the band not uh, the band being left off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot for the second straight year after being nominated but not inducted in 2016. Uh, Reznor replied uh, saying, "I saw somebody write something online or comment on Twitter that said something like, what could be less rock and roll than the effing Hall of Fame?' And that." is authentically how I feel about it. I'll say this. It's nice to be appreciated. It's nicer when it feels like it's coming from a place that you care about. He said, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who knows what that is? I don't give an S. He said, it's irritating every year that suddenly my inbox lights up with, oh, man, sorry about blah, blah, blah. He said, I don't give an F. You know what I mean? I don't. The worst would be is if we get inducted and then what? We have to effing show up and jam? I can't even imagine what that would be. He concluded by saying, I'm not saying this is sour grapes. I honestly couldn't uh, couldn't give less of an S. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep any better, included or not. With that being said, it's always nice to feel you've been appreciated to some degree, but it's not on my list of things that I have to achieve before I die. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, I think it's clear. Uh, Anthony Kiedis was escorted from the Staples Center in Los Angeles on Saturday night after yelling profanities at members of the Houston Rockets during their game against the L.A. Lakers. There was a brawl that happened in this game. Uh, Kiedis went off specifically on Rockets guard Chris Paul after an altercation broke out on the court between members of both teams. Uh, Three players were given suspensions by the NBA. Kiedis was not allowed to see the end of the game. They threw him out of the building. (laughs) So he was getting fired up, man. That's a lot to say if you watch the video of the brawl that occurred down on the court. I mm-hmm. never, I actually still haven't seen the the brawl on the court. It's not, uh, it's not Dr. J and Larry Bird choking one another, but it's you know it was, it was heated. It was LeBron's first game in L.A. as a member of the Lakers. Yeah, so we're looking at Anthony. He's definitely screaming at the top of his lungs, flipping him off. With the mustache. That mustache <laughs> looks bad, by the way, dude. <laughs> Why does he wear that? That is a porn stash. <laughs> it doesn't look right on him. Uh, he might do it to, uh, I don't know. To piss him off. Well, or to, to kind of mask his appearance a little bit. I don't oh, know. maybe that. Yeah, maybe it's fake. For, well, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm saying maybe he does it, you know, so he's not recognized quite so quickly. I don't know. But then here's a picture of him on stage with that stupid-looking mustache, too. Stupid. Uh, former Four former members of Ghost have vowed to appeal the dismissal of their lawsuit. Uh, against the band's leader, Tobias Forge. Uh, Forge, of course, who founded the group eight years ago, was sued by 4X members in April 2017. They accused the singer of cheating them out of their rightful share of the profits from the band's album releases and world tours. The case was dismissed last week with four musicians who have reportedly spent around $320,000 in legal legal fees ordered to pay Forge's legal costs as well. They have three weeks to appeal, but they said that they are going to, to go for it. So this drags on. I, I, I think he's got pretty much an ironclad case. Yeah. You know, it was they. I think they signed on to the band with the understanding that that was, you know, they were they were interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. There's so much good stuff today. Um, Marilyn Manson has unveiled the official Marilyn Manson dildo. Yay! Right. The one hundred and twenty-five dollar branded sex toy. One hundred twenty-five bucks. Measures eight inches in length and one and a half inches in diameter, and features a suction cup base. Uh, the name Marilyn Windshield. The name Marilyn Manson is printed along the shaft and features Manson's face at the top. Okay, it so comes, that you can feel like you're having sex with him, right? Because 
You know, at the top, do we mean it's back his... by the testicles or in the front? Uh, no, the... On, uh, at the top, at the you know. Oh, like a high. Where, where, yeah, where the stuff comes out <laughs> is a, is a, the is lands, a, a Marilyn, say? Marilyn Manson's face. Yeah, where the cowper comes out. Yeah. Oh my god! It comes complete with Look a cowper. With a velvet bag for easy and discreet storage. Well, hmm. a product description notes, please note that the paint on Marilyn Manson's face oh. is environmentally safe. Now may, we're looking at it. May fade and uh, multiple uses. Yeah, I think the, the average safe. dildo shopper is very concerned about the environment and uh, wants to make sure that all this is biodegradable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam uh, Horvitz, Adrock from the BC Boys, purchased a $1.73 million home in South Pasadena, California. Uh, the house was originally listed for $1.688 million, and the sale closed in August for $42,000 more than the asking price. The 2,400-square-foot craftsman-style house dates back to 1912, features a fireplace, eating kitchen, three bedrooms, and fruit trees on a quarter-acre lot. Wow, that's pretty tiny. But for $1.73 million, that's actually not that crazy expensive in no. California. It's and it has fruit trees. But a quarter-acre lot. Okay. What kind of fruit trees did they mention? They didn't mention. I would imagine orange and citrus, lemon, citrus, watermelon, maybe watermelon trees. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. Yeah, don't let them fall on your head. Those are yeah in <laughs> season. Yeah. season. Fall on your head. A lot head. of people die. <laughs> Last story. Uh, Travis Barker has apparently been cleared by his doctor to return work with Blink One Eighty Two after Yay! being kept on vacation for several months by blood clots in his arms and related Yay! infections. I've got those for your clots have dissipated. <laughs> At the doctor? Yeah. Barker wrote on social media. Going to a specialist, Dr. Klotz. Uh, (laughs) K-O-L-T-Z. Name's John Klotz. My name is Dr. John Klotz. I specialize in Klotz. The good news is you don't have Klotz. Oh, God. I don't like that guy. (laughs) There's like bubbling sounds. My name is Klotz. I specialize in Klotz. It was destiny. It almost sounds like Snort Dort a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but um, uh, Blink's Vegas residency. Is that that's right? Well, by the way, let me go back to this. Uh, uh, he has written on, on social media, I'll be back at the Palms Casino Resort in Vegas with Blink-182 this month. What songs do you want to hear? Uh, How about some Blink-182 songs? So the residency started back May 2000, uh, May uh, 26th. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> You've come here because you have an issue with clots. Uh, it was originally scheduled to continue on select weekends through November 17th. The trio will now resume the stay on October 26th and 27th, presumably to play the remaining dates after that as well. And he has two lawsuits recently that he filed. One over mishandled MRI procedure during his treatment for the blood clots uh, that left him with nerve damage and, and a staph infection. Uh, the second lawsuit uh, stems from a July accident in which Barker's SUV was hit by a school bus and made an illegal turn. He is uh, suing the driver and the bus company. It has not uh, been a pleasant... Um, no, he's had a tough go. Yeah, a couple of years. Several years, yeah. yeah. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, I'm going to give away the MMR 50-day March Metallica prize right now. Yeah! Yay! Call 
Phone number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. You get a Metallica hoodie, the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra DVD, and a pair of Metallica tickets. Mm. And you'll be qualified for the grand prize meet and greet and custom Metallica Orion 65 cooler. Uh, the prize list and giveaway schedule is at WMMR.com. MMR's 50th finale with Metallica is October 25th, this week at Wells Fargo Center. Some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com. So good luck to caller number 20. And that's music news, and we're taking a break. We'll be back in a moment. Tell you about that trip we have to give away this week for the Word of the Week prize and more. Stay there. Now, more with Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. Tip of the Rocks. A home in Pasadena, apparently, is what uh, Ad-Rock wants. Is That's we it. Got. We were talking about that. With fruit trees. With fruit trees. Citrus trees. Watermelon trees. Uh, 1045. And this uh, Monday morning coming to a close as far as broadcast goes. we got many more things to get into. And you have ample entertainment still coming your way in the form of uh, several capable individuals. The leading off will be Piero Bear in just a little while. About 15 minutes. Going to have your chance to win $1,000. So we don't want you to miss out on that. Uh, with uh, MMR's birthday bucks. Thank you to uh, the president of Acme, Mr. Jim Perkins, for being yeah. here this morning. <laughs> Camp Out for Hunger Head Start launch starts on the 26th at Area look, at area Acme's. And when you go in, it's going to be even easier. As opposed to just going on and grabbing a pre-made bag, you can have, you can pay right at the register. It'll get more people who may miss the displays that are in uh, the store, and we love it that way. Honestly, it is a it is a very solid evolution in the way we've been doing it, and could mean great things because obviously they come on that first day, yeah, with the donation, and they usually get yep. things started in fine fashion. Uh, I think this will only be that much better this year, hopefully. Yep. Thank you, to Ike Richmond. Yay! And uh, Ike Richmond Communication, he came by and told us about a job fair at the Met, the Metropolitan, the new. Uh, concert music venue, comedy venue, entertainment venue in our area, and they are hiring. Uh, they are going to have a, a full-on job fair. And you can go to, I think it's themetphilly.com. I need to double-check on that, but we have that uh, posted on PrestonSteve.com if you'd like to uh, find out about it. It's this week, and if you are looking for a gig in a really cool atmosphere, then I think you want to take a look at this. What if you're in college and you work in the city or something, or you, you want to work in the city, or yeah. you can be within walking distance of a couple of colleges. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. Well, actually, I remember my uh, friend was going through med school, and she was tending bar at the electric factory when uh, when she was going through there med school. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Probably it's got up. to meet Chumba Wumba. So <laughs> Chumba Wumba. Close. Yes. Almost. Uh, it's going to be Friday and Saturday, by the way, is when the job fair is. So uh, get go take a look at this, man. It might be the thing you're looking for. All right, we need to do the letter of the day case. Bonkers! All right. Kristen and Steve on 93.3. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. B, as in... British. Bonkers! Bonkers! Damn it, you're so smart. We have a trip for two to Las Vegas to see Disturbed and meet the band January 12th. MMR presents Disturbed on Monday, February 18th at the Wells Fargo Center with Three Days Grace opening the show. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. There's a pre-sale that starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. through Thursday at 10 p.m. while supplies last, you can get the complete details at WMMR.com. Bonkers. B. All right, so let me take a moment to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show. Brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. And Winter Airport Park in 2070. Reader's Choice Award winner. 
from the Philadelphia Inquirer tomorrow on our program. Oh, this is cool. Actor Paul Dano is going to be in our studio. Yes. Uh, for a return visit. We will have Miss October, Samantha, on for a hotty cam. Uh, we will have somebody getting some ink as it will be Tattoos Day. And before we leave, it's Free Music Monday, and I'd like to give away a digital download of Disturbed's brand new album called Evolution. We were just talking about Disturbed. We're going to send you see them in Vegas, but if you'd like to win that free music now, it's out via Warner Brothers Records. Caller number 14 gets it. 215-263-WMMR. So give us a call. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a wonderful day. Pierre's in next. Chance to win $1,000 coming up in just a moment. 